darkness tonight. <laughs> Lady, our love will shine, lighting the night. Just put your trust in my heart and meet me in paradise. Now is the time, girl. You're every wonder in this world to me. Our treasure time won't steal away. So listen to my heart. Lay your body close to mine. Let me feel you with my dreams. I can make you feel alright. And baby, through the years, gonna love you more each day. So I promise you tonight that you would always be the lady in my life. Yes. Mm, yes. Lay back in my tenderness. <laughs> hey, let's make this a night you won't forget. Take it away, kid. Uh-uh, because that's enough. Oh. Um, you going to give us all them, all them COVID runs last week, but she ain't going to hop into a little Michael Joseph with me. <laughs> oh, you know I live for me some Michael Joseph Jackson. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to the Praise ride. Praise the Lord, niggas. Everybody doing all right. Hope all that right, we've all, all right, filed all our right. taxes and or extensions. Extensions here, here, say I. I. Me too. <laughs> I didn't book. I'm just not prepared. Me, myself, not. and okay, all of us. Shout out we to all the responsible people who have, you know, long since done. Yeah. Due diligence. Mind your business. Anyway, <laughs> how you doing, sis? What's going on? I'm well. I, um, as I told you earlier, I was making Danishes today. Danish? <laughs> okay, laminating dough. <laughs> and I don't think you understand how much I've been waiting for this particular lesson. I asked the lady on the very first day of pastry, I said, uh, Chef, excuse me, <laughs> will we be making donuts and or Danishes? She said, we won't be making donuts this round, although I will give you some great recipes to test out, mm -hmm. but we will be making Danishes. I said, say less! And I've been so excited about this that I literally had a dream last night that our class got moved to the evening and that I overslept and that I was very late by two hours Aww. for Danish Day. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So I've just been extremely excited about Danish Day. And we did that today and it continues tomorrow because our dough is currently proofing? processing. Is it proofing? It's it's proofing a little bit, yes, because it does have yeast in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm just... Let me tell you something. I, don't, I don't think y'all understand because Kia's been coming through. She's like, I've been watching. <laughs> I watched the Spring Baking Championship so that I might have something to talk about with Jade, right? And yes. so mm -hmm. I've been learning about the different kinds of Danish pastries, uh, you know, cake sponge, different approaches and things like that. So today I told Jade in the last episode that I watched, they made Decois. Yes. <laughs> and I also know about the frangipan. 
and okay. um, and the pad of shoe, pad of shoe for the lady. Oh, she fingers. was very when I posted my pad of shoe, but she she can't hit me. She was like, I know what pad of shoe is. <laughs> I know what a pad of shoe is. <laughs> I'll be pat of yes, shoe in. girl's been making pat of shoes and pastry creams and pastry now cream. I'm laminating now, the do dough. You make, now, do you know, how, are they going to teach you how to make buttercream? The different oh, ones? Oh, I've already made. So have I've you already made, made your standard buttercream. Standard. So, you know, I've heard, I know that there's, there's like Italian buttercream and American oh. buttercream. And I think I'm I just like, made French buttercream. Oh. And I've, in that we can use quite often. And it's a really nice standard recipe that you can alter and add things to if you want. If you want to add lemon zest or you want to add, you know, you want to add things to it. But it's a very beautiful little buttercream recipe. But that pastry cream is what I really had to get down. Oh, you got I to learned get about that too. Because you right. can make different. T- yes, you have to temper. Mm. Is it the butter and the, the eggs? eggs? Yes, and the eggs I learned in the in the slurry and the milk and the sugar. Right, yes. slurry is cornstarch and water. Cornstarch and well, in 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 pastry cream, you use cornstarch and milk. But yes, a slurry okay. is cornstarch and liquid. And and I learned about the pastry creams because you can like infuse them with all of these really cool flavors. And so if yes. what is the thing that that you because you can put pastry cream in anything and it goes in many things, right? Like there's oh yeah, it goes in tarts. Like when you have those mm-hmm. tarts, when you see those pretty tarts in yes. Whole Foods in the windows, and they've got like I was making those nigga. People put you them in like saying? puff pastry. Isn't there like a, a cream? You put puff. them in puff pastry. Isn't that what a cream puff is? You put is? them inside of pat of shoe. Yes. Yeah, cream puff pastry. Cream pat puff. of shoe. You fill yes. it when you make the oh what are the what's the balls called? What are the pat of shoe ball? What's the fucking balls called again? I forget. Oh, like when the you make the croaking like bush. Tree. The cro- Yes, the croquant bouche. Thank you very much. I know it. I know it. Yes, bitch, you better. You can fill your standard. You would fill the croquant bouche with your pastry cream, but you can also fill it with other things, hazelnut or whatever that you want to. Mm. Um, But the croquant bouche is the same. That's what comes from the pate choux mixture. Wow. See? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I, I be knowing. See, I'm not quite do. Julia Child, but I be no, knowing but you, but you over there knowing. You're knowing. You're having conversations. I'm learning yes. about the bacon, and I told. I'm just fascinated with because I was telling Toy. I was like, I just it's fascinating to me because baking is a science. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like cooking. We all grew up watching our mamas cook and observing cooking. You know, you get to a certain age, you cook yes. by the spirit. <laughs> you yep. cook, cook Sister. according to <laughs> how it looks. You oh, know, yes, just sort of not the, the leading of the spirit. You, you cook by the spirit. But in baking, I mean, there's no. science, there's chemistry in baking. It's like you have we to are understand using these our things. Scale. Like, I'm so used to making cakes and I'm using one cup, yeah. half a cup, quarter cup. No, we are. I have not used measuring cups in my pastry unit yet and that's what we i think find fascinating everything. because i'm like everything i am fascinated because i'm like these people be making these crazy things that i can't even pronounce and nobody ever says i need to look up how to make that like they just inside oh, no. of them they know how to make a, a day like or <laughs> i know exactly how to make which, like which is like this is just a certain this is i a guess skill set, as I'm, okay this is what school is coming in handy mm-hmm. for because if right now i had to god god forbid <laughs> 
I had to go on one of those <laughs> competition shows, and they said I need you to make a pastry, a tart with a with a uh, a pastry cream. Mm-hmm. I now can recall because I've had to do quizzes, I've had to do papers, and I've had to make it. And then it's also going to be for my final, my practical for pastry. I have to know the steps for how to make a, a basic pastry cream. And I can literally, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm rattling off the steps in my head mm-hmm. of how, what to do to make a pastry cream. I mean, it's fascinating. It is. It's I love fun. it. It's good times. How are you, you, though? We just been I'm on me forever. How are you doing? Oh, I, Thank you, I, first, first of all, I'm fully involved in you being <laughs> in school. And uh, yes, I've, I'm like, like how, how Tay and how y'all said to me, this is our degree. We are both. Yes! Getting a culinary degree because I get to contribute to the educational family because <laughs> I have definitely taken ownership of yeah. all of Kia's degrees. Okay, that nigga is a scholar over here. Absolutely. I'm a chef. You know? I have a PhD in higher education, <laughs> and I'm currently but in yeah. school for for psychiatry and yes. therapy. <laughs> Whatever Chris exactly. is doing, Chris Jean is going to be a a, a therapist. I don't know exactly yeah. in what form if she's going to be, if she's going to go the licensed certified social worker or the licensed clinical um, therapist or, you know, she's got lots of Ooh. options. We don't know in which she direction does. she's going to take, but I'm just so stinking proud of you girls. My girls are in school. That's how we felt with you, sister. <laughs> so I love that it's coming back it around. It is. I'm having so much fun. Um, but yeah, I don't have any complaints. I'm doing fine. It's a Monday, Monday, Monday. How are you feeling? How is your COVIDisha? Uh, my COVIDisha is just about gone. I don't have, I don't, I mean, every now and then, you know, I just, you know, have a little clear your throat and, you know, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, also the histamines are histamining. So that's what uh, they are. So, you know, I'm always going to have a little touch of that. I haven't really felt bad at all. Uh, in a few days, I feel very much like myself. And uh, I think I'm on the other side of this thing, man. I love, yes, we love to hear it. Well, let's get on the other side of this ghetto. Uh, We have a little bit of trash to hit. All right. So I think we should venture that direction. Let's do it. It is time for the basura. Um, Joy. And we're going to start off with big trash this week, actually. That happened last week. Um... What day did that happen? Goodness gracious. The Brooklyn shooting on a train. So thank you to everybody who sent messages and and DMs and all kinds of things asking if we were okay. We were good. Um, But there were 10 people who were shot Mm -hmm. uh, by, I don't even know the man's name. All the videos that have, uh, Frank something or other, that have surfaced of him and all of his uh, shenanigans. Um, I haven't watched any of those nope, either. Nope, nope. All I know is that was a very ghetto day transportation-wise here in New York City. Um, first of all, condolences to everybody who suffered mm-hmm. uh, at the hands of that it's man, allegedly. Shout out to the god-awful mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Horrible nigga. You you put all these police in place. Oh, you got man. all of these Giuliani antics going on. And then 
there are there is nobody around for something like this to happen. Mm. Well, useless, useless. Jesus help us, fucking coon cop nigga ass. I hate that nigga, and it's just sad. And it was also targeted towards a specific community. Um, so the whole thing was just uh, very upsetting. That was just that was a really, really that was a really hard day, and I really feel bad for anybody who suffered at at the hands of of all of that. Uh, but that's what happened if you were hiding yeah, under become, a rock. It's so crazy because it seems like these things happen, and so much is happening that we're all becoming pretty desensitized to desensitized mm-hmm. to what's happening. Because it's mm-hmm. like you wouldn't think, um, like, you know, it's just sort of like we kind of just move on. We don't deal with how absolutely traumatizing, uh, tra- traumatic and, you know, these Oof. things are. And what, like, how many people rely on a train every day and, yep. you know. And you just get up in the morning and you... You get on your normal mode of transportation. You go about your normal routine and you don't expect for something like that to pop off. And I know there's always, you know, somebody on the train, somebody on the platform. I know it's always something going on, but you don't expect for something like that to happen. And so um, there were no casualties, though. Right. Or no one. People were injured, but I don't think anyone did anyone pass away i don't think there was i don't think anybody passed away okay. from from anybody was um, killed from the last i read no i don't think okay. anybody passed away i just think there were definitely 10 people shot wow. um yeah and i know i'm always on the train i'm always on guard but you you can't prepare for so you still can't prepare for something like that no. you know what i mean and the cab situation that day you know what fuck uber and lyft oh lord for taking advantage of situations like that and, and driving the price price up. surging driving i already understand that that there are a limited amount of cars on the road now but for you all to hike the fucking prices up four and five times what they already are is absolutely asinine and it's disgusting and your day is going to come mm, mm, mm. i will tell you i'm gonna be real honest initially i didn't think that was really the man who did it I don't I mean because it was just too it was like all day they were searching and okay so I don't know I heard two different accounts and I don't really know mm-hmm. which one to believe some people were saying that he was spotted by a person um and and they called the yes. tip line other people are saying he called the tip line himself and said I heard I saw y'all was that, looking for me but I saw the video of the man <laughs> I'm so uh, I'm sorry. This is not nothing about this is funny, but this video, this was another reason why I was like, yo, something about this is like, it just seems like something in the milk ain't clean to me because all day y'all looking for this man, and then all of a sudden you find this man. Now it's by two things. I, now this is two different things that I read. One said it was the key to the U-Haul. The second thing said it was a credit card he dropped on the scene of the crime. And I was like, so you mean to tell me this thing, this huge thing popped off on the train and then all day y'all are looking for this man and then conveniently towards the end of the day, uh, he leaves a key and or a credit card on the scene of the crime. Like that just sounds, that just, it sounded weird to me. Then, uh, mm, I don't see how those things would would trace them to where he is though. Or because allegedly he rented a U-Haul in, in Pennsylvania before he did all of this. 
um, I guess, to carry his equipment. But okay. Uh, he, OK, I guess. But so then that was the first thing where I was like, huh. And then I see the video and the man. <clears throat> I'm sorry. The man who spotted him was like. I was working on the roof. Oh no! And I look down and I see him, no, see and that. I say, "Oh, that look like the guy." That's not <laughs> what I heard. That, I heard this. I lady. saw the video of the really? man saying it was a Dominican man. He's like, and I see him, and I say, "Oh, on the that's roof." That's the guy. So I call the line. <laughs> on the roof, Jade. Child, because he was a construction worker. So he's saying he spotted him. So that's what. So so he was at McDonald's or not? So I heard he was at McDonald's. I don't well, even he know had just left about McDonald's. Mickey D's. See, this is the thing, right? They, and I don't. And see, do you see why all of this is like real fishy? And I'm not being Dr. Umar, where I'm like, there's no way a black man can commit a. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this particular when you've got this mayor who is under all this scrutiny by us as a people, who's like, nah, you ain't for the people. Like, you's a motherfucking cop, and everything you're doing right now is not in. This is not for the betterment of the city. Like, you're you're trying to low key you trying to get niggas again too because mm. again everybody all the jokes because you know we can't take nothing seriously all the jokes one of the best ones i saw was well if the nigga would have hopped the turnstile i bet they would have caught him well, like that's all he had to do with Lord it so it's so it's it's the fact that it just it, it just took so long and you had no leads and then all of a sudden you've got these two great big leads and then somebody spots him so conveniently on the street it just all of it just didn't seem right to me. Well, I don't know. We won't. But I like, don't know. Don't it know could anything. very well be him. They said there's videos of the man out there being a terrorist and I did whatever hear that else. He, and he was questioned in 2019, but they let him go. That's what because, I hear. Okay. So I don't know, Chow. It's just all bad. Terrible. It was just, yeah, it was just all bad. Um, speaking of more bad news. Oh, no. Rest in peace. <sighs> Rest in peace to Keith Grayson, a.k.a. DJ K. DJ Slay. DJ K. Slay from around the way. Staple, okay. A Harlem native um, who passed away from complications from COVID. Oh. And it's such a loss to the hip-hop community and to us as a, and to his family. His, his mother is still living. Um, and so to have to bury your child, especially due to these circumstances, mm. is just really unfortunate um he's been battling since the top of the year uh with they said he was hospitalized COVID. with covid in De yeah. december yeah so um so yeah that was that was just really sad to hear it was just really sad to hear about dj k slate he's just been such a staple since the 90s mm -hmm. in the hip-hop community For sure. the black community you know what I'm saying? We there's just a couple names we always gonna hear as much as as much as he works our everlasting nerve. Oh my god. Um not DJ Case, that's not who I'm talking Funk about. Funk Master Flex. <laughs> but Funk Master Flex. He's a staple. You know what I'm saying? DJ Drama, Fat Man Scoop. DJ K Slay, Fat mm -hmm. Man Scoop. So it's like these are just these are staples to us. We you know, if if you hear DJ Drama, what's every, all black mm -hmm. people gonna drop everything they're doing at DJ Drama? Like mm -hmm. everybody's gonna do the same thing, okay? Cannon, Cannon, like everybody's gonna do the same thing. So we just want to send love to the For family sure. and the loved ones of um, DJ K Slay, also also known as Keith Grayson, mm -hmm. um, and pay our respects. Uh, let's bring some light news into this, okay? 
Okay. Kendrick Lamar is dropping a new album. Well, I'm wonderful. very excited about it. Yes, I'm excited he is. about that as well. It's coming next month. I think oh, May twenty wow. second, but don't quote me on that. But it's coming in May, May twenty something, and I'm very excited to hear it. Uh, we have not heard from Kendrick in some time because we know that when Kendrick goes in, he's you know minding mm-hmm. his business and tending to his family and writing his lyrics. We know that it's gonna come out good. All right, because he's been he's been doing the work. So I'm just really excited for the new Kendrick. Me too. Project. Uh, there is another project that we might be a little excited about. Really? <laughs> yes. A project debuting on the Lifetime Network starring Michelle Williams and Miss Tina Lawson, Mama Tina. Oh, you talking um, about that TDJ's movie? Wrath. <laughs> a seven deadly sins story. <laughs> Didn't that come out? I thought that came out already. Oh, did it? This oh, weekend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, are you going to watch it? I think I will. I think I will. Yeah. Um, I think we should. Yeah. We should I give think we should watch some support. With the Patreon community. I'm down for that. <laughs> okay. So wait, so, you mean like a watch with us or like we watch yes, it and come back? Yes, watch with us. Oh, We're going to watch okay. Wrath. A Seven Deadly Sins Story. I'm down. Starring Miss Mama Tina Lawson, Knowles Lawson, um, Cartier, and, and, and Michelle, Michelle Williams. Williams. <laughs> uh, and according to Blue, you know, Blue was helping Mama Tina run lines. I heard that. And Blue said, you know, Grandma, this, this may, may not, not be, be for you. For you. <laughs> so, I just, so I am excited. Are you actually. sure this is for you? That's what Blue said. Are you sure this is for you? Are you sure this is for you? <laughs> just live blue eyes. A child will get you together quickly. Uh-huh. Okay. Let me tell you. No, like a child will compliment you and then also like <laughs> you know, put you in your place at the same time. Son, it must start early because I was talking to Keisha last night. And um, she was, we were talking, um, her and Marley, both of them wore pink dresses to church, but mm-hmm. uh, Marley's dress was more baby pink. Keisha's was more of a hot pink or like a magenta sort of pink. Mm-hmm. And so Keisha kept saying to Marley, like, oh, we're both wearing pink. And she said, Marley would look at her and be like, that's not pink. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, your dress is not pink. I'm like, you better, I mean. Noah go come to me because, you know, I had to get my little uniform together for school. We got to wear black pants, Mm -hmm. black shoes, and then, you know, our stuff. And so I got myself five pairs of high-waisted chinos, one for every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got me some uh, non-slip, some slip-resistant Doc Martin boots Mm -hmm. just because they are sturdy on my ankles. You know what I'm saying? This kind of stuff we got to pay attention to now. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll wear me a little shirt. I tuck it in or whatever. I wear me a little belt. Noah can come in one day after I took my chef coat off, and she's like, "Why is your uniform so fashionable?" <laughs> oh, fashionable. let me tell you about your girl. This oh, weekend, so we went to Smorgasburg um, in Prospect Park, a little food festival mm-hmm. where they just have a bunch of food vendors out. Nice. So we go. And um, we go to one of the stands because we see these. We see the guys who are working there have these delicious watermelon-looking juices. Okay. And so me and Noah are like, "Oh, we're going to get us some watermelon juices." So we go over to this stand, and we're like, 
y'all sell that juice? And they were like, no, nah, you got to go down to the Mexican stand. <laughs> Some doors down. That's where you go get it from. I was like, that sounds about right. We're going to do that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and so one of the young men was like, I like your shows, by the way. Um, and, you know, grateful. I Aww. said thank you. You know what I'm saying? Then I had to go find that watermelon juice very quickly. <laughs> and before we could even get out of the vicinity, Noah turns around and she goes, which one? <laughs> Because my mom got two, okay? And you need to put some respect on it. Thank you so much. My mom got two shows. (laughs) So I was like, okay, first of all, uh, what was her name? Not Roxanne. What was her name when everybody hates Um, Craig? The mom? Yes. I don't know. Child, why is this escaping I, me? I know that it's I know that it's not Roxanne and it's not Roseanne. Is it right? Ro- it's um mm. Rochelle. 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 My man got you got my mom got two shows. She's like, which she's like, you like the show, which one? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my Noah. god. <laughs> he said the shows though, didn't he? Uh, he said, I like, I, li- I like your show. I think he said, I like your show. Oh, okay. Listen yeah. to your show. Which Something one? along those lines. <laughs> and that she had to, she was like, let's clarify. He said all of them. He that's goes, it. You're smart. You got that. <laughs> he was like, that's right. I was dying laughing. I said, Noah better be out here. <sighs> Noah was, when I sent her with the muffins to school, she was riding her scooter up and down the um, street, yelling out for people to come support the bake sale, talking about these muffins will change your life. <laughs> <laughs> That is your child. Like, you little nigga child. Your <laughs> child. Yours. That is my, your my child. Nigga. We love it. And we love to see it. We love the both of you. <sighs> Ivan, we love you all. Lastly, on this trash, this is trash. This is just, you all know I have to go to all of the different sites to go figure out what's going on. It was very dry today. But I found something that was not trash worthy as a story, but tickled my soul as a comment. Okay. So, you know, Mondays is the only day that I venture into the Hades room. It's uh-huh. the only day that I willingly go to hell. Mm. <laughs> and uh, there was a post by uh, Mimi Faust. Oh, Lord. Partner. Oh, Lord. Ty something or other. Okay. Um. And she had got some braids, right? Uh-huh. And so she was like, what I asked for versus what I got. And she was like, I got these. Like, it was two pictures of her head, but I guess she used her own head as a reference picture. And then the person who did her braids just didn't get it right or whatever. Okay. So she, so she was like, some of y'all don't need to be braiding, blah, 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 blah. Erica Badu gonna say in the comments, <laughs> look fine to me. <laughs> And I don't know why, but that took me down. Just so petty. How old is Erica Badu? I don't know, but you're never too old for that. I'm like, yo, she's Because kidding. the braids were bad looking. They were not as crisp and clean and even as the first ones, but they weren't like, it's like, well, girl, if you're going to, or, uh, um, Person, if you're going to run around <laughs> for the day, I'm trying to be respectful. If they're trying to run around for the day or for the week or whatever, you just want two braids thrown in your head. They didn't look bad. Like, I seen worse. So I think that's what Erica Bardu, she was like, look fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit took me down. Oh, God. <laughs> Woo, but that is it for the trash. As you all could see, it was very dry. And the other things that are going on, I have zero interest in talking about. Oh, Mm -hmm. did you watch the Versus? No. 
the one Mary and and brother sister lover whining. Don't do that. Sister, what do you what? Don't do what tell them don't do that. No, what are you guys talking about? Oh my god. This is wholly inappropriate. <laughs> I hate it. Okay, well it's first still of one all, Mary. BB does not <laughs> BB is BB and CC are the sisters, so I don't know where y'all get on this from. BB and CC are sisters. He's one of the girls, <laughs> so I don't understand why y'all be doing this other stuff. I shouldn't have said that. That was not. I should not have said that. That was a mistake. No, I. I'm Jeez, sorry. Louise. No, she's not being phobic. I don't. I see what you're. It's like when XD calls himself the. <clears throat> no, nah, let me not. Let me, you know what? Let's just. Let's, let's move just move on. Because I. My sister's popping right now, Lala. We are. Um, this whole entire show is dedicated to autism awareness and autism acceptance, and yes. I tweeted. Um, um, I tweeted recently. Um, just sort of at, look, saying that I was looking for awesome individuals and organizations that were doing um, great work around autism awareness. Um, and, you know, folks started tagging me to a lot of great sites and resources and individuals, you know, folks who are making programming and materials that are geared specifically toward, you know, black people, black communities um, and, and things that are culturally responsive, culturally sensitive just awesome, amazing work. And so I wanted to highlight an event that I came across um, that's actually going to be sponsored by the Howard University School of Education. Um, they're doing a virtual mini conference um, called Voices from the Black Autism Community Addressing Barriers, Biases, and Broken Resources. It will feature uh, Dr. Uh, Shanter Alexander, who's an assistant professor at Howard University, and Maria Davis-Pierre, who is the founder of an organization called Autism in Black. She is also a licensed mental health counselor um, and, you know, discusses her experiences, autism uh, within her family um, and, you know, develops great resources for black parents who are raising autistic or neurodivergent children. This event um, will be 100 uh, percent virtual. You can register online. We will provide the link. Um, in the description box. So if this is something that is of interest to you, check it out. Support. Um, yeah. I mean, get, get, we get, all need to be educated. We all do. And I, we, I learned so much. You guys are going to hear, we have another uh, awesome, um, um, professional, uh, who's been doing great work in, in the, uh, around autism awareness joining us at the kitchen table today and Jade and I listen our wigs are peeled back okay we have yeah. learned so much and you will too so stay tuned for that but yeah check out the virtual mini conference it's going to be held uh, Wednesday April 27th um, from 6.30 to uh, p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time it's completely virtual sponsored again by Howard University School of Education we love to see it. Spring is here. Take a real spring break and book yourself a moment of smooth at the European Wax Center. Whether you're going far away or sticking closer to home, the getaway you're dreaming of is closer than you think. Take a real spring break at European Wax Center. Our expertly trained wax specialists will make you feel brand new. So don't wait for summer and get away from it all and recharge. 
Book yourself a moment of smooth with the wax experts. When you visit European Wax Center, you get the best by the best. Their certified wax specialists are expertly trained in prepping, protecting, and pampering your skin. The European Wax Center online booking system makes getting a reservation simple and straightforward, just like I like it. You can also use the EWC app to book your waxing service. The secret is their signature comfort wax. It's a proprietary blend of beeswax sourced from Europe and other skin soothing ingredients that allows us to remove our hair easily for a virtually pain-free experience. Let me tell you something. There is nothing like a real spring break to me than taking 20 minutes to myself to wax whatever I so choose on my body. And the European Wax Center and their specialists make sure that I feel like I am in Bali, okay, mm-hmm. taking a vacation while I'm getting my nether regions waxed or my upper regions, my eyebrows or mustache, whatever. You whatever I'm choosing to get waxed that day, they make sure that I feel like I'm taking a vacation while I'm doing it. Take a real spring break and book yourself a moment of smooth at the European Wax Center. Make a reservation today. Your first wax is free. Perhaps you've noticed that the world is a whole dumpster fire. Well, work wives, best friends, and comedy writers, Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards are here to help. On their new weekly podcast, The Antidote, Grace and Amy open up and share it all. Everything from the cultural moments that light them up and help them escape the madness of the world Activities that bring them joy and laughter and creative inspiration. Are you inspired by a bubble bath, hot tea, and an episode of Drag Race? (laughs) Great. You'll fit right in. They're also sharing all of the personal strategies they use to cope in these wild times amidst the bummer news that threatens to steal their joy. Well, (laughs) not today, Satan. Grace and Amy have the antidote. They also invite inspiring special guests to share their own antidotes to life's struggles and conversations that get deep and keep it real. Join Grace, Amy, and their exciting guests for something we all need, a show that focuses on joy. This is The Antidote. Follow The Antidote wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everyone. We are excited. We are very excited, Jade and I, to welcome um, a very special guest to the kitchen table today. She's going to help us all learn uh, and grow. Um, Everybody, welcome uh, the Supernova Mom, also known as Miss Natasha Nelson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the kitchen table. Hello, hello, you handsome and gorgeous lot, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Oh, for yes, sure. handsome and gorgeous lot. I've been in for since 2012 and it just stuck. I love that. <laughs> it's affirming. It's just right? the just amount of push that you need to sort of put. Okay, yes. Okay. I and the people gorgeous. probably sit up there like, am I handsome or am I gorgeous? That's that's what I'd I like thought to first. think that I was both. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> you handsome and gorgeous lot. She talking about me. I just want you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I am the one. But Natasha is here uh, as, as, you know, this year on Getting Grown, we wanted to do something in acknowledgement of Autism Awareness Month, which is the month of April. And Natasha is here as someone who is uh, who has been diagnosed as being autistic um, and is also raising two very precious autistic children. Um, It has made a a life and a career of, um, you know, providing support and resources and information for families who are negotiating um, you know, uh, autism and in, in all of its many iterations and incantations. And so I'm excited to have Natasha here because admittedly, so much. 
autism is something that, you know, it's a word that we hear very commonly. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I know of it, uh, and, you know, and then thinking more broadly around autism and, you know, just the full spectrum of neurodivergence, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of us sort of use this word. We come in contact with this word. We see it, we hear it, but we don't really understand what it means. And so just as someone who, uh, you know, is proudly diagnosed this way, um, help us to understand, introduce yourself, let, let us know who you are and tell us about your journey um, and sort of what autism is all about. Sure. So first off, I am Tosh. Uh, Tosh is fine. And mm-hmm. I am a autistic black woman. Uh, I have two kids. I am married to a man who has ADHD, and I think he's a little autistic, too. But for now, we're just going to ADHD. <laughs> 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 no. I just want y'all to know, Tosh, been, she's been doing this to she me for, like, the past Tickling us. <laughs> she has been hitting us with the giggles. I mean, okay. because we're trying to be mature. And we are. And respectful. <laughs> and if you can't laugh at yourself, then you got some internalized stuff. Because for me, autism, there's nothing wrong with autism. So Amen. if I didn't have autism and I was doing some quirky, weird stuff, I would laugh. So why can't I exactly. do it? Because I'm not autism. You know, Amen. I love this. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so please, continue. So... Um, and we have two children. Um, one is four and one is three. Yes, we, we was popping them out. Ooh. But anyway. <laughs> Got to get into the business. Right? <laughs> I said, wow, you're saying a lot without saying too much. <laughs> and the oldest has autism and ADHD. She got a little bit from both of us. And then okay. the youngest just has autism. Um, so I call us the neurodivergent Nelsons. I am a I am a certified positive discipline educator. And so what I do is I make positive discipline accessible and relatable to black and or neurodivergent people. What that means is if you black, I'm helping you to understand and make positive discipline accessible in your household and relatable mm-hmm. to your culture. If you're neurodivergent, I'm helping you to make positive discipline accessible to your household and relatable to your culture and if you're both we really we really gonna connect because you you you, mm-hmm. you see in my household and i'm gonna help you do the same so that's what i do i love that <laughs> i've never heard of this um this term so mm-hmm. you please see say play a little blah, blah. let me get my words out <laughs> say it for me one more time you are a so I am autistic. My husband is has ADHD. My mm-hmm. uh, we have sensory processing disorder. Mm-hmm. We have dyslexia, bipolar mm-hmm. disorder. We have mm-hmm. high functioning anxiety. We have cerebral palsy. All of those things are neurological disorders where your brain mm-hmm. works different, mm-hmm. and so therefore they're all classified as neurodiversity because okay. neuro- neurological disorder. That's, mm-hmm. And that's what everybody means when they, when they say neurodiversity. So a lot of times people just think autism and ADHD when people say neurodivergent. But we say neurodivergent because you could just be bipolar. You could, mm-hmm. and a lot of black women are misdiagnosed as bipolar and probably autistic. But we'll get into that later. You mm-hmm. could be, <laughs> you could mm-hmm. be have cerebral problems. You could just have dyslexia and read different. You could have hyperlexia and started reading at two and three and four years old. 
all of those things are considered a neurological disorder, which means you're neurodivergent. So all you gifted kids who's in the gifted program, your brain work different and you're neurodivergent. <laughs> all right. Well, as so well, I just recently found out that being ADHD welcome. is being neurodivergent. Yep. And so yes. I definitely, I definitely, my mom got me tested at like nine. <laughs> Your girl is on the spectrum, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Okay, so, so Jay, bitches, so like, so autism spectrum disorder yes. is, is um, you know, sort of the, the full, full term for aut- autism, right? Oh, and so yes. that suggests that there is a spectrum or a range of neurodivergencies along this spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. So, so tell us a little bit about what... No, and that even I'm sorry. Interesting. I'm sorry, we're going to get into that. So Okay, please, dive you know, in. Autism and ADHD are kind of different. Okay. Um, they show up a lot, very similar in Black people and in okay. minorities. Um, because of the way our lives are and some of the things we have to do. Um, The simplest example I can give for you is that as a black woman, outside of being, having ADHD or having autism, you are always told to make yourself less and to be like someone else because you are black and you're a woman. You are told to make yourself less and be like Mm -hmm. someone else to survive, right? So you're automatically told to code switch, which I call uh, diet masking, which is what autistic people do. Like I told you when I said, if, when y'all clap, I was just going to automatically clap. <laughs> A lot of times we do we do certain things when we're young and we see that it gets us in trouble or we see that it causes a stir or we see that it gets us roasted. And so we start hiding those things and just trying to be like other people other to survive, people. to get through, to get on. Um, and so when you've already black and you're already woman and you've already been taught to do that, it's so much easier to add on the extra parts of hiding yourself from neurodivergency. And so black women are very good at something we call masking, which is hiding yourself and being what society and what the room needs you to be to excel Mm. or to survive, Mm. right? So Mm -hmm. we're already good at that as black women. And then you Mm -hmm. add on autism and we take it up a notch. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of black women do not get diagnosed, even though they very much have autism, because they are very good at being someone else, being what needs to be for the room to be happy. Mm. So so that's that. But let's get into the spectrum. (laughs) Okay. yes. No, I mean, this is good because I feel like I'm learning so much because I feel like, like I said, these words are sort of thrown around and thrown at us. Yeah. And, you know, even it's sort of doing some preliminary Googling and reading, you know, um, everything I saw talked about the symptoms of autism sort of they sort of geared toward um, diagnosing in children. Yes. And that's a problem. Um, because you don't okay. lose your autism when you become right. an adult, right? right? You don't grow up right. I still have the same issues. I have right. learned to mask them. I have learned to find things that I need, like water bottles at the ready, like stemming mm-hmm. toys to flip in my hands. I've had those things at the ready, but I still have the issues that I have. So let's talk about autism. So autism spectrum disorder Mm-hmm. means that we have a neurological disorder, meaning our brain works differently in dealing with certain aspects of things. Those particular things are social interactions, speech, and nonverbal communication. 
executive functioning, which if we really get into executive functioning is the understanding of your memory, the understanding of how your senses survival skills affect your memory. Um, and then also we go into sensory processing. So how you experience the world through your senses, touch, mm-hmm. smell, taste, hearing, uh, feel all of that. And then senses that people don't get taught in elementary, middle or high school, which is your internal senses. So your sense that tells you, hey, you got to pee, which is called mm-hmm. your interceptive sense. Also, your sense that tells you, hey, I'm you on a boat. We finna throw mm-hmm. up because I'm seasick. That's yeah. called your vestibular sense. Some people have get seasick. Some people don't. Some people get car sick. Some people don't because of your vestibular sense. That's your sense of movement. Some people are super clumsy. Some people got balance of steel. That's your vestibular sense. That's an internal sense. And then you have your proprioceptive sense. That's the sense to tell you, hey, Shadi, your heart beating real fast. You might need to calm down. <laughs> Not every. And so. Every last one of those senses, along with your ears, all of that is affected by autism, right? And we'll get in, we'll get in a little deeper with that on. But so those are the the, the five things: social okay. interaction, speech and nonverbal communication, executive functioning, and sensory processing. The reason why those are important is because people think spectrum and they think, oh, you either got a lot of autism or you got a little bit, right? That that's Ooh, get me together because that's where I was. I know a little bit. It's not like that. Okay. I, you can have a lot of one thing out of those five and a little of a one thing out of those five. So to give you kind of an idea of that. I am amazing at social interactions because mm-hmm. I study people. I'm a big empath. Like I study people's emotions. I study how people talk. I learn it. And then I'm able to emulate it very well, Mm -hmm. extremely well. And so I'm great at social interactions. I'm great at speech and nonverbal communication. Same thing. But my executive functioning, awful. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) My memory is so bad. Like. I will forget. Same. I will look at a bill and be like, we need to pay this bill and this bill needs to be paid. And then something will happen. And I'll put that mm-hmm. bill down and maybe the bill, if, if I don't have, thank goodness I got my husband, but the bill won't get paid. I just, mm-hmm. I, my executive functioning is horrible. My sensory processing, I have sensory processing disorder. My sensory processing is a little, um, is what we call a sensory seeker. So to give mm-hmm. you an idea of what that means, when you touch things, when you hear things, when you see things, when you have signals that go to your brain that say, hey, Shadi, you touching that. Hey, you're mm-hmm. tasting that. You're seeing that. that. And if you have sensory processing disorder, you're either getting too many signals mm-hmm. and getting overwhelmed or you're not getting enough signals and you're like, I need more of that. So. Right. Um, a sensory seeker isn't getting enough signals. And so they want more. They're, they're rolling in the grass. They're pulling it on their skin. They, they're mm-hmm. liking all of it. And then a sensory avoider is getting too much. And wow. so they touch that grass and it feels like razor blades. So and, this is, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm having the light bulbs are just going <laughs> off in my mind because I'm thinking I have a, a family member, right? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. has all my life, literally, she's like, you know, one of my mom's siblings. Mm-hmm. And so all my life she has had an aversion. Like it's like she, we, she's beyond a picky eater. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There are conditions about her plate 
The mm-hmm. food can't be touching. Can't touch. I, we uh, got team no touch here we got plate yes grown we cannot plate. we cannot touch like i mean she eats on a cafeteria tape tray where everything has like a compartment in a hole i got and... glad so, you know, so i got that's cornell yes. school yes. divider plates. so there's these are some of the conditions and i i what felt like my i think it's more textural i think i think her mm. aversion is textural there are certain foods she won't even try because like I think in her mind, she thinks the texture of that food is going to, you know, the aversion to the texture is like, oh, no, I'm not eating that. Mm-hmm. And so as you as you are um, describing this, I'm thinking like, wow, this is like sensory process, sensory it's, processing. Yes. Wow. And a lot of times hmm. because we don't know, I'm going to say mm-hmm. something that's going to make you and your listeners really. Imp- a lot of us are neurodivergent. A mm. lot of black uh, are uh, neurodivergent. Yeah. Same. As you sit here talking, people, I'm sitting here like, I'm like maybe I, I need to get tested. <laughs> Many of these things sound so familiar. You say you've already been diagnosed with ADHD, so all of this applies to you. In yeah, a while. but you're mm. saying other things, and I'm like, there's <laughs> clearly some other shit happening over here too, because you're like my executive and whatever, whatever, and I was like, my two bitch shit. What do you mean? <laughs> Excuse me. (laughs) All the time, the ADHD and autism, it overlaps a lot. It looks very similar in black women. So Mm. now, why don't we know this stuff? Why? Because autism has not really been tested for us. Originally, they only cared about young white males. And still, Mm. a lot of the research is only about young white males. And so young white males... For the most part, still and still not completely, autism looks a little bit differently mm. than it looks for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say it's a spectrum in those five things because usually for a autistic white male, they don't have a lot of social skills. So the mm-hmm. social skill is low on the spectrum, right? They Which don't is understand why that's always the first thing people go to. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. they don't understand a verbal communication. Sometimes they'll be nonverbal and they'll not be able to communicate. You have to find other t- methods of communicating with them. So I have hypersocial issues and hyper empathy issues. I care about everything. I can my husband be like, we can't say the world. <laughs> I have hyper empathy and hyper social and verbal communication issues. You could have the exact opposite. It's a spectrum, right? Where you what we call yeah. alexithymia, which is what my daughter has, where you don't understand what people are expressing to and what Chris Rock has. Where, I was when, gonna ask because he said that. He yes. said he was recently diagnosed. Yeah. When people have facial expressions when people are expressing their feelings you do not you can't read it you don't understand it you can't even identify it in yourself which is interesting because wow. he's an actor i really want to know how that works for him but i can i ain't important i've had a conversation with but sure, as a please person, <laughs> yes you are yes you are somebody you are needs to shit because he just found out Hello? yeah and so so for my daughter uh, we do a lot of exercises because in the beginning, like I remember the first time I cried because once again, three and four years old. So it's 15, 15 months in between them. Right. And uh, both autistic. And I remember one time I was overwhelmed and I started crying and my oldest little me started laughing and wiping my tears and was laughing. And I was like, girl, you better be glad I'm a new age parent because my mama would have called you a demon spud. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that it? <laughs> I'm sorry. No. She doesn't, you know what I mean? She doesn't read. Get your terrible tail away from me. That's what my mom would say. Get your awful mess, terrible tail away from me. 
just awful. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm telling you, Jova Whitney, she did respond. You know, listen, don't nobody call a demon out like a Jehovah Witness. Let me tell you what. Don't get me started. Okay. All things are demonic. I'm with it. I'm with those shits. Like, yes, you are right. The demon. With a birthday cake on your birthday, with a birthday and a birthday present, demon. <laughs> Who is demonic? Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. So the idea that it's just you're more autistic or you're less autistic, I'm social. I'm mm-hmm. able to have conversations. I'm able to realize that the people around me are having emotions. I'm also hyperlexic, meaning I'm a reader, reader, reader. I, that, you know, mm-hmm. we, back in our day, accelerator reader clue, I was a statewide Hun. girl at the, at Wings. the baseball okay. game. All, all the way. K through 12. <laughs> I was that child. Yes. <laughs> so hyperlexia, but sensory-wise, so much support needed. Um, also, hyper-anxiety. So change, mm. transitions, those... If I ain't got a plan, you put a chain. Like if okay, we finna go to to mom's house for Easter. Okay, mm. all right, you're driving, right? Okay, we're gonna get the girls ready. Blah blah. My husband, oh, I really don't feel like driving. Can you drive? Wait, but you said you was gonna drive. No, nah, we can't go if you ain't gonna drive because the plan right. was for you to drive. Mm. Like, right, right, right. I do not like last minute changes. I struggle with them. I usually kind of make myself deal, but struggle, struggle mm. with changes struggle high anxiety for anything even for this like high anxiety on piss be sweating look at him sweat no you're doing a great job girl but you're a natural has that, i hope that's left the building because <laughs> we're in here carrying on we right. had a good time it's and so and, and, and even for things that i'm very comfortable with people i know um some i remember my first time going to therapy and um my the therapist was asking me questions and I was and he was like, when do you um, have two or more um, feelings of anxiety in your body? And I said, uh, I, I said, you mean like, you know, uh, heart palpitations and sweaty armpits? And he said, yeah, I said every moment of my day, <laughs> all the time, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> He said, yeah. in therapy wow. with me. I said, yeah. And he said, so what, what are you nervous about this? I said, well, maybe that you think I'm crazy. That you put me in an institution that you, <laughs> that you hear about my life and try to get my mom in trouble because she was hard. I don't know. She, I, that's a whole bunch of things that happened up here. Yes. And he, he said, that has to be, he was, and he was like, so, okay, let's take therapy out. What else I said? Well, if I make a phone call for something important in my life, usually mm-hmm. my armpits will sweat and my heart will palpitate mm-hmm. a little bit. I might get, he's, that has to be exhausted. I said, well, yeah. <laughs> and so I have high blood pressure. I just pressure. thought it was bad nerves because I, <laughs> I got right. bad nerves. Nerves is high anxiety, which is neurodiversity. Every person in your life. Okay, wow. wait, hold they on. They got Tosh. bad nerves, need to get tested. So my little sister, so sorry to put your business out there, girl. My little sister, when she was little, (laughs) she would, she would get so anxious when we would go into spaces that she would take her arm and cover her eyes. Yes. And then even as she got a little older, still as a kid, she would ask me to call her friends Yes. Because she didn't want to speak to their parents and not because she was up to anything, but because she would get so anxious asking for them that she would need me to do it for her. 
You mean to tell me my little sister is also neurodivergent? So it can just be it's a possibility. If it has the, if it, if that executive functioning, she's somewhere on that spectrum. If that social, it's social and verbal communication, she's somewhere on hyper or, you know, retentive because it's both I'm, ends of the spectrum. You know hyper, what I mean? Yeah. Sensory somewhere on the spe- If you're seeing, you're seeing signs in all of that. Get tested. All that, of us though. No, we're and we're fully grown. She got two kids. And she's talk, like, I think my niece has ADHD. We got to all get genetic. Oh, so, wow. Lord. So that, that'll go to the other thing, right? So when, when I got pregnant with my oldest daughter, my husband has the sickle cell trait. So we got the genetic testing done because Germany, it's mandatory. We were in Germany at the time. And in Germany, it's mandatory to have genetic testing if someone has the sickle cell trait. So you can prepare yourself. You might have mm-hmm. a child with that sickle cell, right? Um and so when we took the test, we had the highest risk they'd ever seen for a genetic disorder, right? So yeah, it's, it's, I can laugh about it now, but at the time it was high stress situation. Yeah. I was constantly monitored. I had to be put on bed rest, which was awful for me. I'm an I'm ex-marathon runner. And so like just, oh. yeah, yeah, I gained a lot of weight. I got body this morning, whatever. It's a lot. But anyway, that's a that's a whole nother mom conversation. Okay. And so... Um, eventually, you know, they, we get to like 36 weeks. They, they say they don't see anything wrong, but what they're looking for is chromosomal issues, right? They're looking for, you know, some down syndrome, different things like that. They're Mm -hmm. not looking for neurological disorders. They're looking at physical type of ailments. So they're like, oh, you're fine. You know, so I have a natural birth. I squat her out, whatever. And then eventually we learn she has autism. And then eventually we learn I have autism and we learn my husband had ADHD. And I said, they saw all of that stuff and they said, y'all about Wait, to be. so you were diagnosed. So you were diagnosed as, as a an adult. Person. I was diagnosed at 32 after mm. both daughters were diagnosed. So my first daughter, I, I was lucky enough to, I'm a real woo-woo girl. So I wanted to be at home with my my kids. I wanted to cloth diaper. I wanted to baby wear. I wanted to cloth baby. diaper? I wanted to Montessori at home and all of Ooh. that stuff. Wow. Car- even like two jades, kid. kids, isn't it? Two <laughs> jades. Carbon copy. It's copy paste. That's what's happening here. Okay. Part of even I, me I just, agreeing to have kids was like, okay, but we need to save up a lot of money because I'm I don't plan on working until my well, yes. you know until my children can speak. Because I wouldn't want mm-hmm. them to go to any kind of daycare until they can speak. Uh, wow. and so we so I stayed at home. So I was able to see you know, those different milestones not being met, you know, and different things. And then I was able to do a lot of, and then Montessori and the way Montessori works is it's very child led. So you're able to, to allow your child to, you know, to, to tell you what they want to play with, how they want to play and things. So you're observing them. Like that's literally part of the curriculum is at least observing them for two minutes out of the day to see how they interact. And so with that, I was able to see a lot of the signs very early um, do research and start learning. Mm-hmm. And so I, my first daughter was diagnosed at two. And because she was diagnosed so early, my second daughter was diagnosed at 18 months. Right. Okay. So with my first daughter, I saw some traits of me, but my first daughter, her autism manifests a lot like a white male. It's like all the research shows. That's why it was so easy to have her diagnosed, even with me not understanding autism, not knowing everything. Most what of are some of those conventional ways? Like, is it like, you know, not like responding to her name? Not being able to speak. Not okay. responding to their name, really. Not not looking at the point. Yeah, no eye contact. Okay. 
ears didn't do but it's interesting because when people think of eye contact i don't know why but i was like no she gives me eye contact when i talk to her she would look at me but she would purposely not look at my eyes like and i (laughs) she would look look at your mouth oh wow but she's not looking in your eyes and if she does flick to your eyes she immediately looks away right so no eye contact but then it's even simpler stuff that you you would not think about she didn't differentiate her fingers so you know like you're one two Little kids start doing stuff like that, but she didn't do that. Waving bye-bye and hello, nodding, nodding your head yes and shaking your head no, never happened. Um, When you point to something, she did not follow your hand to go say, oh, what you pointing at? She'd be like, whatever, I don't care about your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, never mind. I don't, I'm not interested. When you, (laughs) when you would come in and say, Paris, she wouldn't respond unless you said, Paris, come here. So here's, my daughter is very literal and apparently has been literal since six months because why are you just coming in and saying my name? What I need to respond? What, what do I need to respond to that for? It's like you in here. You know what? That's like when people text you, hey, I'm yeah. not responding to that. You've I'm got to come with to something that. else. What yeah. do you want? And so Paris was very literal. Like, I, it's so funny. Me and my husband were just keeping that. Like, she still kind of does it to other people. So my younger daughter will come in and say, good morning, Paris. And she won't respond until I say, Paris. Riley said good morning to you. She wants you to say good morning back. And she'll side look at Riley. She'll say, Good morning, Riley. And she'll go back. <laughs> hey girl. Girl, I just saw you. Are last you satisfied? Week. I mean, we, we we just saw each other. We was in the bedroom like, together. What you coming speaking to girl. me for? She feels like the coworker. She's like, Why do you why do you pass my desk and say hi every every time you pass my desk? <laughs> Autism can really be a bad attitude sometimes. Okay. It just seems like a just a disagreeable person. <laughs> A lot of black women have autism. Hello. Like, I feel right at home. <laughs> okay. And they don't want and they're very literal. And they that's why they struggle in those spaces because people are expecting a lot of dumb stuff. And a lot of huh. stuff is for show that we don't like a perfect example for me is those emails where people are like, I hope this email find you well and all this. I don't understand. I don't. <laughs> I just put it because I don't know what the fuck else to put. Hey, how you doing? I don't care. <laughs> so I so I can do it just like you did. So because I know people expect it, but before I was just getting straight to the point. Like, hey, I got these, I got these spreadsheets you want. They're done this way. Here you go. Boom. Let me know if you need any you have any questions. It wouldn't know. I don't This is so crazy because on my Facebook memories today, it was me griping. Cause I had a coworker when I was working at Columbia who <laughs> had this awful habit of not greeting me in the in the email. It would just be like, Takia, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, you can say good morning, Gary. You can say good afternoon. You can greet me. You don't just be coming in here telling me what to do. And I was just going off like, I need a salutation in my email. Don't you come in here just rattling off a list of things for me to do. Hello. I That's really so don't crazy. think about it. Like, even to my friends, I, and now I'll be like, oh, my bad, good morning. I'll be, I'll wake up <laughs> and be like, hey, you still want me to bring that pie roast for dinner, right? All right, bet. I and mean, that just I, sounds like you are oh, concise. Yeah, Hi, me. I'm sorry, good morning. Uh, good morning. Streamline. 
Pleasantries. Kia, how many times do I text you and say something and then come back and be like, oh, and how are you, by the way? Exactly. She does <laughs> like, it all the time. I'm all sorry. Time. I'm being rude. Good morning. <laughs> I just see. See? I do. And let me, can I tell you a quick, let me tell both of y'all a quick story, okay? Because now, like, it's just, I've got to get, I've got I've to got schedule to get some tested. testing after. It's got to happen. So I used to have this job with this nigga named Terrence Fontaine. I don't mind saying his name because <laughs> I, mean, I have call put him, him in my prayer list that if I ever see this nigga again, I'm going to bust his kneecaps out. But anyway. Oh, well, what does that have to do with prayer, Jade? Go ahead. Because I said, God, this is a promise from Jade. So anyway. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so Terrence Fontaine comes into my office and he goes, why are there two YMCA files? And I said, I don't know. I didn't create the files. And he goes, oh, you don't know? You don't know? And he gets like, he thinks I'm being a smart ass. And I said, I'm answering your question. No, I do not know why there are two files. I have no problem combining them if that's what you want. But I'm answering your question. Right. Tyler, when I tell you he stormed out of that office and was, and that was the last straw. That's how I ended up losing my job. Because of she how I answered O-F-A. that question, mm-hmm. it was also because his ego was extremely fragile. I would say I, I don't like I don't like you coming with questions that don't have a solution. What's the solution you want? Because this why question is an accusation. It's dumb. I've been working mm. here for nine months. Why the fuck would an I know accusation. that there are two files that existed before you I was here? Me why? Like it's my responsibility. And that's it's why not. I don't. That's why I I encourage because I, I i try not i try to use nonviolent language i encourage oh, my parents not sorry. to use why questions with their children why has an accusation and an assumption in it every mm, time this is so, every so time deep. oh why? hold on hit now hit me now hold on because i have a kid so don't ask her why ask her what what happened the what happened is going to tell you the why what what happened at school today Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. he asked for a pencil, and so I blah 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 blah. Instead of why was you talking in class? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's right, my I do do that. Yes. Happen in your why? You telling what happened in your why? And it has an accusation, and immediately people clam up because why are you accusing me of stuff? So why? Why makes people clam up? So go to what happened? What happened? Mm. Okay, so listen. Okay, let's. So you get diagnosed at 32. <laughs> yes. Your children are diagnosed earlier on, you know, two and 18 months, you said. Right. So what, what happens? Typical. Like, okay. Like, you know, research what, what all white males do. So she's nonverbal. She's mm-hmm. not talking at two. She She's antisocial. She don't like people. She don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand social communications and, you know, boundaries and different things like that. Sharing, talking to people. She don't, none of that. She don't care about any of that, right? Um, she has. She's a sensory seeker, so she's wanting to chew on everything. She's loving to jump around, jump off stuff, bump into people. It's, it's all... All the signs of ADHD and autism that are on every list and everything, right? And so it's like, okay, she has some things that I do, but she's my daughter. She could just, you know, those would be personality things. That's how it was for parents. Mm-hmm. And then slowly we started seeing things with Riley. Um, so the first thing was that Riley didn't walk until she was 18 to 20 months. Not wow. because she couldn't walk, but because she was She scared. didn't want to. 
Oh, anxiety. We could when we would walk with her, we would we and, and hold her hands. We would feel her little body shaking, scared to move. Mm-hmm. From listen, y'all, and I <laughs> exaggerate it because it, it ain't funny, but it is. When the floor, <laughs> every time you giggle, sir, <laughs> from carpet to hardwood, she to was handle it. Herself. She was not doing it. Sliding across. Wait, does she look I'm like those babies it. when you try to put the babies on the on grass, grass and their and legs go up like that? Yes, no, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. Not doing I'm it. She took one leg trying to slide it across like it was lava or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? What a slow change in life. Crawling to get from oh, carpet baby. to hardwood. She Poor was baby. not anxiety from any new changes, anything new. That was something we noticed. And then we noticed that she is what we call a natural, what I call a natural masker. And what I mean by that is just like her mama, she watches people and she's able to see what people do oh, and what yes. people say and what mm. people need. And then she does that immediately, like almost bam, mm. immediately. And she pulls from scripts. So mm. I'm that person. We call them scripts. Uh, those people in your life who they every time somebody say something, they pull a movie, a TV show, a song to talk about it. That's scripting. And yes, that is a part of your autism <laughs> or ADHD. So I am that person. <laughs> you start talking about something, and all of a sudden I got a song or a movie quote or a TV quote. <laughs> wait a second. No, wait a minute. <laughs> it's because a lot of times it's a lot of processing work to come up with your own stuff off the cuff. And so it is so much easier to go into your uh, Amidala, your memory bank, and just pull from what you know and say that. Because you already know people accept that. You've seen people accept that. You know they understand that. And it's so much easier to pull from that than come up with something out of your own brain. And so autistic people, ADHD people, people, neurodivergent people will pull from scripts a lot because that's a lot less processing and energy. And they know that you as a society will accept this script because Mm. we accept this script. We've seen you go for this script. Okay, so I admit something problematic to you here in this space. Is this a safe space? Yes. It's a safe space. (laughs) It's a safe space. So I've been talking to Kia in the audience for for weeks about this aggravating-ass boy in my class. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause we got beef right now, right? We got beef forever, actually. Forever. But uh, before this, every day he would come with these TV quotes. I mean, it was always a Rick and Morty, a mother Bojack Horseman. Ooh, even the TV show screen. What? Mm, family guy what's the other one that's not family with the alien alien dad or whatever it was always i mean but every day every day every day Mm -hmm. and it got and every day i would say boy i don't know what the fuck you be talking about (laughs) and he still would keep quoting and it does not matter what we talking about he got a quote from one of them shows and i admittedly said to myself 
think he is on <laughs> the spectrum. And but you will then be- as you're talking and you said songs and I was like, bitch, <laughs> a mirror for yourself. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm thinking, as we're thinking to do all these things, I'm thinking so about all of the people. how it looks, right? So for me, I'm hyper aware of other people's reactions, their social, their, their gestures, their facial expressions, how they, even the atmosphere of how people feel. And so right. if I see a script and people ain't feeling it, I find another one. But mm. he may be on a different end of the spectrum when it comes to social uh, interactions and when it comes to communication, right? So he may be pulling from scripts but not realizing that y'all's not feeling it and it's not given. And so <laughs> and so because he's different end on that spectrum as opposed to his scripting and verbal communication, he may not be realizing that his scripts aren't working to help him communicate because that's what scripts are. Scripts are ways for us to communicate when we don't have the words, right? Or when we don't want to use the words. And so he's not realizing that his scripting isn't communicating with y'all and so he's continuing on because he probably has issues with social interaction i'm great with social interaction i struggle sometimes with communication and that's where i pull my scripts from Mm. that's why i say it's not one spectrum you have a spectrum for each of those problems some people are great at executive functioning some people are horrible at executive functioning some people in the middle right some people have sensory seeking issues some people have sensory voiding issues some people are combo and that's hell because when you're combo that means that you may be seeking in some senses and avoiding in other senses right right? so Mm. sounds could drive you crazy and overwhelm you but you be seeking all the textures and foods and stuff in your mouth or sight could overwhelm you and you need shades all the time you can't even drive without shades but you also want people to touch you and love on you and give you deep pressured hugs so you can have <laughs> areas where you're avoiding, avoiding. and then look even <laughs> that was another thing I had a friend who was telling me you know I just always have hated people touching me that's my daughter so that's let's get into that so when Riley so she had the anxiety and then she had the immediately being able to social, be, having that high empathy and being able to mask and do what people wanted when they came in the room. Because that's always mm-hmm. how I've explained myself. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when I was getting diagnosed and they told me to tell them why I was there, I said, my whole life since I can remember, I've gone into a room, I've assessed who's in the room, I've thought about, I've figured out what they needed for me and I became that. Mm. My whole life. Oh, wow. Whatever I thought the room needed. If the room needed a leader, I was a leader. If the room needed someone to to boost up the leader, I, I did that. If the room had a little bit of tension, I was the mediator. If the room needed a mom, I was the mom. If the room, I've gone into the room, I've listened and let people talk, watched, seen, seen who thrived in the room and became what the room needed me to be. So, okay. Question. Mm. You get diagnosed at 32. Mm-hmm. And then what? So now that you know these things, you have these understandings about how your brain particularly functions. We know that there is no per se cure for autism, but right. there are things that you can do to manage or treat mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, Live with. Uh, accommodate, support, uh-huh. <clears throat> or, you yes. know, folks who have these, these sort of, um, diagnosis so talk a little bit about like what your process was from like getting diagnosed and then what so like how what have you been doing since then so first off there are few to no resources for adult 
autistic people for some multiple reasons. For some reason, people pretend autism goes away when you're an adult, which is dumb. Um, also, a lot of times autistic adults do not survive um, mm. for multiple reasons, right? I'm 32 and I have high blood pressure because mm. of anxiety. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, oh, shit. People, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, it, but you, and then you think of other things. The suicide rate is very high for autistic people. Mm. You don't understand me. I'm struggling with my yes. Rick and Morty scripts. I don't understand social anxiety and social interactions. Oh, wow. um, I get high anxiety when there's a big flashing light in the room and there's all this noise and nobody understands that when I have mental breakdown, when I have, you know, uh, what we call meltdowns, uh, which is either a social, emotional or uh, sensory overload. Um, and nobody's understanding why I'm doing those things and I can't really live and function in this world. And so those things happen. And then you have, you know, prior to now, when we have a little more <laughs> information, they used to put him in mental institutions. Van Gogh that put, listen, Van Gogh chopped off his ear because oh, his roommates, his, his roommate's voice was irritating him. That man was Jesus. autistic. Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure the voice was a grading institution. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, Albert Einstein did not talk till he was nine. Albert Einstein right. hated shoes. He, he he used to walk around with shoes. He used to, we call it fixation. So I have this problem too because of my executive functioning. When we like a subject, when we like a topic, when we think something is important, we will Dad. fixate on getting it done. And we won't wow. want to do anything else until it's done. Like, don't oh bother me. No, I got to bake this cake that I really want to bake and I'm going to make it perfect. And hours will go by and then we'll realize, oh my God, I haven't eaten. Oh, I forgot yeah, to take- so crazy. That's so crazy. So many people, like that could be so misconstrued as like grind culture. People just feel like, oh, you're just working hard. You're just focused. You're just, you're just persistent. It's like, no, this is not good. This is not healthy. If Once you start avoiding yourself, like I have held my- peace on them because I just be like no I know no, no, I just need to finish this just this one more and then I'm gonna finish it and then I'm and then four hours has gone by and I just been holding my pee the whole time because I just need to finish this uh and so when you when you get fixated to the point of where you're ignoring your own bodily functions you're annoying important things in your life you're annoying you're ignoring you know the relationships and people you have is fixation and we we it can happen and so when you have those type of things happening, there's, it's really, you don't have resources because nobody cares about you, to be quite honest, because people don't understand. And that's why mm. I say you need awareness and acceptance. People mm -hmm. have to learn and understand and know for them to accept. Because like Jay just said, she ain't know what he was trying to do. He just doing Rick and Morty scripts all working, day. Working my every goddamn day. nerves. That's all I know. <laughs> You know, you think it's any, and you, and even now, you know, you, it, it's hard to find a way to say, hey, we're not under, you, like, I'm not going to watch Rick and Morty, and I'm really not understanding. Is there another way you can explain this to me? Because Rick and Morty ain't doing it for me. Well, at so, this point now, he's not allowed to speak to me, but that's another story. So, that is another story. <laughs> but the next person, I'll be sure to exercise that. <laughs> but, but with oh. all of that happening, it's hard, right? But so what I've been doing, to be quite honest, is everything I've learned and took and researched for my children, I do for myself. There so yeah. a big part of the sensory thing is if you're a sensory seeker, you need that. 
So an example of that is like movement. If you if you're a sensory seeker and you need movement, like the people who trace roller coasters and jumping out of airplanes and all, they need it. Like their body physically is craving it because they're not getting enough sensory signals to their brain. They're needing that movement. And so providing that to yourself will help you in your life instead of ignoring it and just, you know, going on, give yourself some, get some karate legs, get them some gymnastics. They have adult gymnastics class. Get yourself, get a trampoline in your own backyard, whatever you can do financially wise that's accessible to you to give yourself that movement if you need some some squishy stuff i got i got satin sheets now i need i like the soft stuff all over my body i got satin uh uh, pajama i try to make sure all my clothes have a nice feeling texture to them 100 cotton because i like soft stuff on my skin i need soft stuff on my skin so i give it to myself i'm my ocd a form is that is OCD? Yes, that is that's how I was getting ready to ask you, child, because absolutely, that is a diversity. And it, once again, that is a compulsive need for order. Mm-hmm. And that can be a part of autism. You can have autism and ADHD too. My daughter, Paris, lines everything up and it has to be in direct order. And if you take a car out, Miss Mamas will <laughs> immediately grab that car from you and put it right back in the spot that I she No, you're it. lying. <laughs> I know you're not messing with my car. My husband, I, I never forget. It was such a big fight for us because I'm also, you know, what what um what did uh what's his name say? Denzel Washington. I'm from around the way, so I was real poor, <laughs> right? I'm gonna leave it with something. I'm gonna take whatever I need to take, and I'm not gonna let it go. I'm a kind of a hoarder because I was poor, mm. so I had you know a whole bunch of different plate sets and one one or two plates of break, but I still was keeping. My husband was like, "No, we need to have all the same plates, and they all have to be the exact same plate, and they have." Yeah. And I was like. No, I'm not. I, not <laughs> I didn't spend my money on these plates. One plate break. I'm not throwing these plates away. You out of your mind. I done came from. And he was like, no, we need to have all the same plate. You can donate them plates to your family. I don't yeah. care. And we was going back. I was like, I'm not finna fight with my husband of eight years by no goddamn plate. Leave, leave. And then I was like, all right, whatever. You pay for him then. And he sure did. He went by 20 plates, it's 20 bowls, 20. <laughs> he wanted the all same. the plates to be the exact same. And he lined them up one how he wanted this <laughs> I chew my tongue when I concentrate. And yep. my daughter does the same thing. That's called stemming. So there's different types of stems. And they're usually because you're trying to concentrate, you're uncomfortable, you're um, feeling some type of anxiety, right? So an example would be finger sucking. Finger sucking is a stem. I suck my fingers up until middle school because this little nasty boy said something in the middle school class about DSLs. And I was like, oh, can't do that no more. And I stopped doing it in school. (laughs) What in the world? You see, (laughs) filthy little, I bet his name was Larry. Or Tony, have a feeling. useless, just useless. <laughs> Calvin, so close. Calvin, it, it would have to be a nigga named Calvin. Okay, it's Being always a nigga named Calvin. Being motherless, <laughs> I mean, and just destroying the innocence of a child. <laughs> and so I, but like my my brother had put cat poop on him one time. Wash it off. Hot sauce they had put on my hands. You wash it off. Those those had not broke me. Social. I'm a social person. And so that DSL coming, I was like, oh, God, I got to stop doing this. But I still had to find an alternative because the sucking is soothing. 
sucking on things, mouth. Yes. That is soothing. So chewing on things. I, used I to, bounce my leg, especially when I'm writing or typing yep. or doing some work. Like, and I don't even know it, but my knee, like it's going right now. And you know when I um and you know when I uh noticed it, right? So during my work day, we have Zoom meetings and I didn't realize it, but I was shaking my leg, the whole desk was shaking. Yep. My my desk was like, I mean, my uh the person <laughs> I was in a meeting with was like, Takia, your screen is moving. What's going on? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That is my leg, girl. My Jakea, leg just be are going. Are you masturbating under your desk? What's happening? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I promise. No. Look at Jay being like Calvin. Think about rap hands. I, rap hands yes. is a stem. People who talk with their hands, that's a stem. So like in in huh. white male typical children, they call it flapping. When children mm-hmm. get excited, they do this, right? But when I'm excited and I tell you when I'm rolling down the street, you know, you see me, I'm flapping all day. <laughs> this is sensory. This is definitely... You better Yo, roll. You better roll. Yes, you better <laughs> 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 Rap hands is skimming. <laughs> I just texted my sister right now in the middle of this conversation. I said, I think we are on the spectrum. No, no, no. I'm literally thinking no, about everyone in my ass. family. So yeah. when my when my father, my mom told me this uh, a while ago, he had a, a extreme trauma when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. He was with his father. His father passed away. Mm-hmm. And so my aunt, his sisters told my mom that like for a, for a year... And some change after that happened, he did not speak. He was not uh, verbal. That's a little different. Let me, I wish I could, I think I can share something with y'all in the chat at least. Okay. So, trauma. So, this is another thing that's going to blow your mind because this is also a problem for me helping people to get diagnosed. So, trauma can give you a lot of the same symptoms that neurodiversity gives you because okay. trauma. Can re can rewrite genetic code and rewire wow. your brain, right? So you can so you can become neurodivergent based after experiencing a trauma. They won't classify you as neurodivergent, but you'll have huh. the symptoms of neurodivergency. So so like um, because of how that how that trauma affects you. So I'm going to send you all a link and then I'm going to explain it. But I want to make okay. sure that you all have the information. So Perfect. let me go here, put it in the chat so you all have it to look at. And Ooh, then in the description box I mean, so y'all can I see When I tell you too. this conversation, I just was not I even I mean, my expecting. mind is blown a <laughs> Okay. So, and this is how it becomes really Peel difficult. Back. And go to slide five, because that's what slide we're going to... The whole okay. slide is important, but we're going to stick with side, slide five, right? Teach so right. when we talk about Black families in particular, right... And we talk about the trauma that is being black, right? It's sometimes it's hard to tell if what what we're seeing is that black people, their brain is being rewired through due to the trauma of racism. Um, mm. And that may be why we're seeing a lot of sure. symptoms and a lot of, uh, of neurodiversity or if it's actually just neurodiversity. And of course, I'm not a psychologist, so that's for a psychologist mm-hmm. to, to figure out. But some of the things, so families with, deal with systemic racism, ableism, sexism, gener- generational trauma due mm-hmm. to slavery, due to mm-hmm. Jim Crow, due to poverty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, violence, abuse, neglect. And so the way that those things can manifest in you is that you have difficulty with self-regulation, right? 
You have mm-hmm. difficulty with problem solving. Mm-hmm. You have a lack of trust and confidence in the people around you. And so you may not speak to them. Mm-hmm. You may have delayed development of social and emotional skills because you don't trust the people around you. Wow. You may have hyper arousal where you're always going off because you have you never feel a homoestasis. You never feel like your needs are met. You never feel like wow. you have have has peace you may have an inability to wait patiently you may have delayed issues with delayed gratification because you can you don't know how to wait because you know it just came you, you don't never get anything you may be crack. easily triggered you may have yep crack epidemic you may have delayed development of language skills all of those things can be an impact of trauma and so it's up for psychologists have to with when dealing with a black person of color or even a person of color when we start talking about you know hispanic people in their situation but i deal with black people so when you start talking about black people and getting them diagnosed they actually have to be very 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 uh careful in making sure is this due to my trauma or is Mm -hmm. or am i actually neurodivergent and but here's the thing if i'm showing all of these symptoms right you still gotta help me the same way right Right. <laughs> Either way, right. I'm dealing with it, right? You right. still got to help right. me the same way. But, and so that's why I say black people need to go get tested. Woo! I mean, all of us. I mean, yeah. every no, where do you even do that? Us. Where do you even? Yes. What, like, how yes. Excellent so, question. So when, I, so when I started realizing with Riley that she showed all of the signs of little me, I was like, okay. I went to my... Uh, we call it a PCM in the military because my husband has is uh, has TRICARE, but I think other people call it a PCP, your primary care provider. Okay. Yes. So you're okay. going to go to your primary care provider. Here's why. If you want, I don't want you to pay for it. I want your insurance to pay for it. Period. So a primary care provider. I know that's yeah, get that referral. But you want to have the right language because a lot of times if you just go to your primary care everybody be like, hey, I think I'm autistic. They go, <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, Teresa, girl. <laughs> girl, sit down. Sit <laughs> down. It's going to be like, because my nerves be bad. You <laughs> That's what I mean. I watch, my nerves is chewed out of all my doctor's appointment. <laughs> On Twitter, because Supermom, she, she be like, you know, when you don't remember stuff, she, let me show it to you right when i drive down the fdr the opposing lights they trigger me (laughs) (laughs) but being able to say i have issues with my social with my sensory processing my sight you know dealing with a whole bunch of lights driving i have anxiety issues i have social issues when i was young i had issues communicating it took me a while to talk and everything you know i have issues with executive functioning i have issues remembering things i have issues keeping things on schedule i have Mm -hmm. issues remembering my friends i have object permanence issues with my relationships where if you're not in front of me i may love you to death but I don't have to speak to you for for a year and because I forgot you because you're not in my everyday life. And then when I pick back up with you, the love is still there. And I it's like you never left because object permanence. And so when you have the language, yes, then you can ask for the referral and they'll say, oh, like my but I mean. I also had a black Jamaican woman. So I came in and said, hey, I want to refer. And I started talking all this stuff. And she said, hey, hey, you have two kids who are diagnosed with autism. And you said you think you got autism. You good. I don't need y'all. <laughs> I know that's right. Know that's so this right. is why it's important to have. We talked about this before. This is important to have, uh, uh, you know, 
care providers yes. who have cultural intelligence yes can be culturally sensitive culturally responsive understand the yeah. the context and all yes. of these things and how these things sort of play a very in, integral part into yes. properly diagnosing and and, and um uh, determining treatment plans yes. i want to ask you this though with respect to um so when it when it comes to you said as an adult sort of uh it's it's, it's less about um rewiring or trying to 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 sure. get someone to stop having the impulse and mm -hmm. it's more about finding ways to ac accommodate it and i think this this is what 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 i think makes your positive uh you know the parenting your parenting work so critical because mm -hmm. as as you're talking i'm thinking about all the things that we would do as kids me my mm -hmm. brother my cousins and i think about the ways in which people responded to us um you know get somewhere and sit down your leg is always bouncing what is wrong with you like <laughs> so, so or you know or, get somewhere, or something's I, wrong I'm with that boy he can't not sit still like all of these things when i would so, chew like, my tongue and my mother would call me a word that we should not say in we should society not. now we won't she'd say be like, stop here. doing that you look mm -mm. Mm -hmm. yeah yes talk more about how you got to this 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 way so it's it's one of the things where you have to tell your kids what they can do, not what they can't. If they're going to mm. need the the stem, the sensory, whatever it is. And so if you don't want them to jump on your goddamn couch, you better figure out somewhere they can jump. If you don't, if you don't right. want them to jump into your, your uh, shampoo and spray it all over the tub, and then you're going to have to make them some sensory boxes and get them the ability to play with some gooey stuff because obviously they want some gooey stuff. So get some Play-Doh, get some slime, get some of those things. You're going to have mm -hmm. to take the time to give them that sensory or they'll seek it out. All them little videos we see with, you know, that little little boy who put the vaccine, he said, Batalini, he put the vaccine. <laughs> Those mm -hmm. are sensory tweakers. <laughs> they, they get in all your shit because they need free. I was already. <laughs> I never even, I die every time. He'd be like, Batalene. You messing with the Batalene. <laughs> Dying. Oh no, but even I'm thinking about like, I have a cousin mm -hmm. like me who likes to snack and i think it's like it's a, a sensory thing. thing it's not it that the person is actually hungry but this is something that soothes them makes them feel comfortable <sighs> makes them feel safe them and so i remember the chewing paper kids them kids are sensory seekers they they needed something to chew they chew on paper because they need something to chew they was any we, well, we was roasting them up but sensory seekers all the times we have shamed and and yelled and this and you know this is yes. the thing we give. We stick. We stigmatize the these things sure. in such a way. <laughs> Same, right? I'm sitting here thinking about right? all the, the sorry, terrible Matthew, things I, I have made said. Fun of you for eating paper. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I didn't know. No, but I think this is really important. But also rewind. Like, so my house, uh, and you can see on my Twitter, you can see on my Instagram, because that's where I usually. I'm just not. a am never gonna be a great blogger, y'all. I'm. I'm. I'm just the lies. <laughs> that blog post I read about. Hold on. Okay, hold on. If you don't mind me just taking a slight, okay. just turn down this yes. little end real quick. You had a blog post about, uh, which I yes. thought was very beautiful because it was very honest mm -hmm. about um, mm -hmm. parenting with your husband and parenting with a person who 
does not have autism and how yes. a lot of times he would lean on you yes. for uh, how to parent your children. And I loved where you said that you gave him links and classes mm -hmm. to choose from and say, you figure out your way of parenting as long as we have the ultimate goal. So I say all that to say, don't come here and tell me you can't write no motherfucking blog post because I just read that myself. <laughs> That's true. Very, but mostly, really I do all of that, but I just do it on Twitter because it's just, the way my brain functions yeah. so much easier on Twitter because it's so fast, right? Yes. And that's how my brain works. Mm -hmm. So with that, that's a perfect example, right? Because when I teach my parents, if you have a partner, whoever your partner is, if you got 50 limb partners, we can do this. Come, have all 50 of them come. Uh, <laughs> but they all need to know all of the information so that they can figure out their way. Because there's 52 mm. tool cards in the positive discipline toolbox. But I want you to have the foundation and understanding so that you can figure out your way and you're still in that in that Adlerian theory. You're still making sure you're treating your child like a human. You're still being Absolutely. respectful to your household and to your child. Um, and you're doing it your way. So dad's way might not be mom's way. Mom's way might not be mom's way. Dad way may not be dad's way. Whatever your situation is, they way may not be their way. I don't care. But I want all of y'all to have information. And then I also call villagers. So your mama, your auntie, your grand, because if they're going to be around your kid, I mean, y'all ain't got to do like me. I they was I was know. coming to family reunions like, let me get y'all this slideshow real quick. <laughs> Listen, you just did it right now. You were like, go to page Entry. five. <laughs> and we okay. was right here so in yes. the league. Like, yes. I'm going to fire y'all up. So let, let me just... Uh... I'm not mad at it. Shit. <laughs> it was helpful i love okay. a resource and especially okay, when you have a batch of aunties who don't even because our past generations don't know the fuck so you've got to go and don't yell no. at my child let me show you ways on how you deal with my child because my child is not what you thought they would were back in the day exactly and and, mm. and actually it's a big thing because it's like uh, my daughter she don't she don't do that that hug and stuff. I don't know you mm -hmm. get to off me. Mm -hmm. And and that's fine. I don't mm -hmm. like she ain't gotta hug you and they'd be like, Oh, I'm your auntie and I'd be like, That's great and she said no. Yeah. Uh we ask for hugs <laughs> as her parents. I don't so. give me a right. hug, Auntie, but she said yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you can offer her, and so that's when the, I was like, let me give y'all a little slideshow. Mm -hmm. You can offer her some choices. She don't mm -hmm. like hugs. You can pound that thing out. You can do a little dance with her. You know, Bum. you can build your own little handshake with her. She don't like hugs, and that mm -hmm. is okay in this household. So you yes. can accept it and move on if that's all you want to do, or you can build something with her to connect. But she don't like hugs, and we we all about consent up in this house. Yes, yes. I know that's right. Oh, I love y'all. <laughs> I love y'all. This is so incredible. This is such beautiful Listen, information and useful. I have had an yeah. awesome time. Yeah. Um, just because you know, I love to learn. We and we all do. But this, I think, what has been you have you have, um, so many myths you have dispelled. So many myths. And so much misinformation. So I just want to, you know, it's so powerful what you're doing. 
your experiences, what you've learned, the ways that you're investing it back into your community. I want to commend you. I think you're doing awesome work. I'm very grateful that you consented to come and join Jade and I at the table. I would imagine, don't hold me to it, but I would imagine that our listeners are going to hear this and have questions, and we would love to have you back if that's something you're open to. Um, But it really has been a joy to get to know you and to learn more about your work. Uh, As we wrap up, I want you to tell people uh, where they can find you, how they can book you, what services and resources you provide. Absolutely. So I am Supernova Mama, and that is the website. So it is Supernova Mama. That's Supernova, like Zoom, 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 made my heart go. (laughs) Yeah. Supernova, girl. (laughs) Supernova. And then mama is M-O-M-M-A dot com, supernovamama.com. And mm. I do workshops. I have a workshop that's catered specifically to black parents called Try a Little Tenderness, where we unpack uh, exactly how traditional or parenting looks exactly like white supremacy and misogyny and wow. <laughs> ableism. Mm. <laughs> we- <laughs> and how you use the exact same tactics with your children at Kings and white supremacists and, and huh. men use over, oh over citizens <laughs> and black people and women. Uh, and then we talk about how you stress and triggers and we talk about coping strategies and we talk about how that would help with parenting. So it's called try a little tenderness. And then I have a workshop that is specifically for neurodivergent parents <laughs> And that workshop is telling, is explaining a lot what we do here, but we really unpack it. So we talk about sensory and we talk about executive functioning and we talk about communication and we talk about how that looks on children. Cause I have, mm-hmm. I have videos and videos of my very different children, both with autism and how that looks. Um, and then we talk about ways that you can establish that in your home. And we talk about advocating for your child at school and how that looks and things like that. And then I have a eight week. Yes, it is eight weeks and it needs to be eight weeks. Positive discipline course. It's eight weeks. We meet once a week for two hours, but I want you to practice those things. And that's why it's eight Mm -hmm. weeks. It's a lot of information. I want you to be able and I want you to have a group of parents with you that are practicing those things that you can talk to work with. But we we teach how to incorporate positive discipline into your household and make it. And that's for whether you whether or not your child yes, is yes that's that's black it's for any parent any I have everybody parent. come in but my focus is always going to be black and or neurodivergent parents and why that's important is because there is a specific day that talks about trauma and talks about how trauma affects our parenting and mm-hmm. deals with triggers and it's, it's a parenting reparenting day basically mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to help you reparent yourself to prepare there's also a day that specifically talks about child development because we don't really learn that and if you don't mm-hmm. understand how your child mind works how are you gonna be able to help them and, and parent them and and it's and limit your expectations of them and then we have a neurodivergent day uh, because I think everybody should learn and know neurodiversity mm-hmm. because it just helps. Mm-hmm. And because you don't know who around you might be neurodivergent. I didn't get diagnosed till I was 32. So that's why Listen, it's eight weeks. You already <laughs> diagnosed me in this damn episode. And I don't have 
I'm not parenting nothing, but I feel like I want to okay. go yes, to the All of those are on my website yes. and available. You can also find me on Twitter. That's where I usually am. I've been there since 2008, and so it is It is what I love. Oh, I and just I followed. Now, yeah. I don't know what a super follow is. I've never seen that in my life. Yeah, yeah, that I'm happened too. Yeah, explain that. Twitter gave it to me. I've been working on that for a while. You can pay... Congratulations. Yeah. So you can pay me two to three dollars a month and you get full parenting content. You get you're able to ask me any specific questions you want to ask me. I'm going to start doing Q&A's. I'm going to start doing some fun stuff with my super followers. I'm really excited. I love this. Congratulations. Thank you. It's like a little it's like a awesome. Twitter Patreon. It's like a Patreon. Yes. Exactly. And so I'm I'm about I'm to make ready. that start happening. I'm really excited about that. And then on my Twitter, I do want to warn, I don't just talk about parenting. I'm a whole human woman. So I know that's right. Same. Uh, you know, you're going to hear about me experimenting with edibles because I did it real late in life. I just started. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Jade is like, I twerk. I love to twerk. It is a stem yes. for me. My ass bounce. I've been Go ahead. Stem for me. With it. So yeah, if you do follow me on Twitter, but my Instagram is a little more mommy and cookie cutter. So if that's what you're looking for, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can go to my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna have all of that. Yes, all of it is gonna be in the description available box. in the description Taj, box. You got to come back. You've got to. Please, yes. got to like once a month because <laughs> I need to just the people right. need to learn. Like I just need sessions, honestly. At this point, we will have all but of the yes, information in the description yes. box. We're so grateful uh, for you coming through with your bevy of information, and also you're so palatable and so personable, and have such a beautiful spirit. And we just really appreciate appreciate you coming and spending time with us here. I appreciate you all having me and making me feel so welcome uh, and allowing me to be myself because that that's always important. And thank you so much for the opportunity. We're going to see y'all on the next segment. Now that spring is well underway, even though it's cold as Jack's (laughs) where most of us are, but either way, spring is sprung. We can swap out our winter looks with a spring refresh Our friends at Ulta Beauty recommended a few of the following must-haves to really step your spring makeup game up this season. Starting with the eyes, Juvia's Place. They make the most creamiest pigmented eyeshadow palettes um, that are reasonably priced, really high quality. They come, they have palettes that have three um, shadows. They have palettes that have five, palettes that have six, nine, all the way up the gambit. They have great color uh, payoff, long-lasting power. It's high-quality stuff. You'll love it. It's a great way to give you uh, to give yourself a bright and refreshed refresh look uh, with your eyeshadows. Next, you want to check out Black Opal's True Color Skin Perfecting Stick Foundation with SPF 15. This is a your fave makeup artist, faves. This is your faves fave, right? So this is a staple go-to brand, especially for women of color. It comes in 21 amazing shades. This long wear foundation 
uh, delivers full coverage with a velvety finish to define your natural features. You'll complete this initial spring refresh makeup look with Minted Cosmetics Lip Gloss. These lip glosses are buttery smooth, non-sticky, and perfect for day-to-night wear. They also come in seven amazing colors. One of my favorites is Sin Nudes, honey. With that dark brown, the brownest brown lip liner that they have, you are welcome, girl. Get you one. But remember, this is only the beginning of your spring refresh. So head over to Ulta Beauty and shop now, in-store or online, for all your essential spring refresh looks. Meet Cairo. He's a curious and friendly seven-year-old who's determined to navigate life in the big city with a little help from his parents and his big brother, Omari. From Wondery, The Adventures of Cairo is a show for the whole family that brings you stories about kindness, courage, and so much more. Let me tell you all something. I was listening to The Adventures of Cairo the other day, And there was a story on the adventures in acceptance, okay? Um, And this was a story about when Cairo's grandma was supposed to come visit, but she she passed away. And so his parents were explaining to him that uh, she was in a better place. And so he didn't understand what a better place meant. And so he was looking for his grandma. He was determined. He was searching for her all over the place and eventually learned a lesson about loss and letting go. These are the types of episodes, the type of content you can find on the adventures of Cairo. It's adventures and that imparts lessons that are going to stick with your kids. Like when Cairo learns the importance of sharing when his school hosts a school winter clothing drive, or when Omari teaches Cairo that the best way to make a new friend is to just be yourself. Whenever Cairo doesn't know what to do, he leans on his friends and his family to help lead the way. The Adventures of Cairo podcast shows that even though being a kid is hard work sometimes, you can have a lot of fun learning along the way. Listen to The Adventures of Cairo wherever you get your podcasts. Honestly? Truly. All right. It's time for the Honesty Box. Sis, let's get a pseudonym for a she-her. Um, let's call she-her... Um, Uvaginia Doubtfire. Uvaginia Doubtfire. Okay. Uvaginia Doubtfire says, <laughs> Hi, Jaden Kia. Hey. Let me first say, I love you two in this podcast so much. I started listening during the pandemic and I still go back to a lot of your older episodes. Welcome. Listening to y'all has really helped me get through some tough times and hard decisions around things like my career path, inner circle, and my self-confidence. Mm. So I'm hopeful that you'll be able to help me with this subject. Okay, girl. All right, you, Virginia Doubtfire, let's see. I've been out of the dating scene for a long time, like an embarrassingly long time. There's no such thing. That's like, what? I've honestly never even had a real adult relationship. I had some really bad experiences with dating and relationships in my early 20s. And because of that, my struggles with depression and low self-esteem, I have actively avoided dating for the rest of my 20s. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm in my 30s, um, 31 to be exact, although I've been very comfortable being single and independent, I want to seriously get back to dating because I really have the desire for a partner and companionship. Okay, sorry, y'all. I'm reading with my finger. I just don't know where to start. My problem is that the dating apps are trash and I've always been a socially awkward homebody. I already know your immediate advice is to go outside, which I promise I'm learning to do more of. 
I guess my question is, how do you navigate meeting people organically and dating intentionally during this weirdly still pandemic time and when the rules of dating seem to not exist anymore? Sometimes I think with the way dating life is now, it's probably too late for me and I should just go get a dog and settle into being alone forever. Any words of advice or hope from you ladies would be amazing. With all my love, you Virginia Doubtfire. Well, girl, listen, I don't have answers. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> any. I am probably pretty useless to you in this regard. I have to be honest. But I will say that at 31 years old, one thing that you have plenty of, darling, is time. Yeah. I don't I want to relieve you of any pressure that you might be feeling. Yes. Um and I understand, you know, whatever urgency or longing that you feel within yourself is fair. I'm not being dismissive of that. I absolutely uh, you know, respect that resonates with me. Um, I just don't I think a lot of us, uh, women of color, black women specifically, um, We've been socialized to think about our lives with respect to certain timelines and certain milestones. And this is something that I am dealing with myself as, you know, someone who is 39 and on the precipice of her 40s. Um, And so I think one of the things I am doing for myself is, uh, you know, just... I mean, having the desire for relationship is a very valid desire. And that's one thing. I just don't want you to layer on top of that some sort of deadline or time frame that you have to do this within. There's also no shame in you not having a lot of dating experience. Um, you're not totally not alone in that. Um, and I'm, I think that dating is one of those things that, you know, experience doesn't it's like it's not like the more you date the better you become at it because there are people who've been dating for 40 years who are still dating that doesn't mean they're good daters right or it doesn't mean that they're any less ready for or or you know i don't know i'm or that they're meeting people who are worthy of their time so um I, i i feel like these things don't serve us um and i just don't want you to sort of compound your actual longing for companionship with some sort of timeline. Cause that doesn't yeah. do anybody any good. Or resolve yourself to some sort of like finality. Like I should be. Alone yeah. Like, you I know, mean, this is so much, you have so much more life in front of you. Um, don't be so quick to just say, well, I guess this is it for me. And it's, and, and it's, it's, a, I know it sounds like a cliche thing, right? But you do. My cousin's grandmother got married again for the second time. I think she got divorced uh, and was divorced and single for, let's see, maybe 40 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she got married in her late 60s and was married for almost 20 years before her husband passed away but i say all that to say there that 
there is never, there's time always, first and foremost. Um, I actually wouldn't even tell you to go outside first because no. if that's not your judge, if, and you if you don't feel safe, stressed, exactly, yeah, it's not worth that. I'm not, that's it's not even what it is. I think you need to meet people in organic spaces, and if you are in your crib and you've got to figure out other ways to do that, then we figure out other ways to do that, whether that means maybe exploring some of the apps with other people who might be facing some of the same trepidation that you feel about going outside and meeting people. And then you can start venturing into figuring out how to meet up. But there are ways to, to figure it out. But also, I think more than anything, what uh, pinged for Kia and I both is how you speak about the time and the finality and like, the Just shame. This, I, There's no shame. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. shame. There's no shame. You you'd be surprised how many adults have not had <laughs> um quote unquote real relationships. Right. Right. There's people who did just because people have gone on eighty one first dates doesn't mean that they have <laughs> exactly quote unquote real relationship right. experience. Doesn't make them there any are more grown who have than been you. in thirteen yes. year relationships with inmates. That does not mean that they have quote unquote real relationship um, experience because they've been with somebody for 13 years who've been locked. Like everybody's experiences look different. Yeah. But I say this to you to say there is no shame because there's so many people who are in that same boat in different ways. Absolutely. And there's so. no like, do you need to? Like, I mean, I often tell myself this because it's like, uh, you don't really need to like, you know, saying all you need is one, you know, <laughs> like, and it could be one really good one. Um, you know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know that having, you know, everyone is not meant to date dozens of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am of the belief that, um, I am most attractive when I'm living my best life. When I'm not thinking about mm. when, when I'm focused on what I have and not what I don't Sister. have. When I'm in Sister. the moment, when I'm present, when I'm Sister. doing things that fulfill me and feed me, when I'm doing things that that bring me Thank joy you. genuinely. That's Thank when you. I am most attractive to the people who are best for me. Um, Let me tell you forcing something. yourself to I, be when, out when in some situation. Exactly. When I met him, I didn't even want no nigga. This is what I'm saying. Forcing yourself <laughs> to be in a situation or, you know, everyone, some people are built for that. Some, some of that comes naturally to people. And, you know, I'm not saying this, um, you know, arguing. I'm just, my argument is that everybody's different. So, mm -hmm. uh, if you are not comfortable in situations with strangers like if you're not the kind of person that's just gonna go to happy hour and start talking to random people that's one yeah. thing if you're not the kind of person who who fosters genuine connection on virtually or on social media then that's just not your thing you have to find out and figure out how to be you in this process because you want somebody who's going to be attracted to you in your genuine space not you trying to be chose you Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But and again, none of this is shame to you no. wanting companionship either. No. Um it's just maybe before even finding companionship, 
we got to start working on our heart spaces and on our on you know on our perspective on things right you know what i'm saying because i don't want you to go and find a nigga and then it's like oh man this is my end all be all because yeah. i think because i don't think it's, it's gonna be nobody gonna be else no, after yeah, this man. and, and I don't like we got to reframe that before we, we even do. start stepping into these spaces because you want to make sure you're entering this in a healthy place in which it's going to be mutually beneficial for the both of y'all and you are your best self within this relationship and not your best self because of this so a word go ahead you know what I'm saying so we just we want to, we we love you you know what I'm saying? As a member of this community. And so we want to talk about those things before we talk about where to find a nigga. Yeah, man, because they all around. <laughs> they really we are. We all never have to I look mean, for them listen, because they're I can ever list off about 12 places present. Right I okay. think the work is, you know, get into a get place. Get a good romp. Listen. Get on down and get your car fixed. Heri- find period. Find a big back. Big shoulder yeah. ass niggas who know how to fix cars, but that may not be what you want. <laughs> They're all around. You know what I'm saying? Might disrupt your uterus and disrupt your life and your credit you know? and everything okay. else. Wow. <laughs> so let's, we got to work on those spaces first and how we think about these relationships and what, what they're going to sure do they're for in our their lives proper and, places. You, exactly. Yes. That's all. That's all, sister. So. We hope that this was somewhat helpful to you. I know it did not answer your question so directly, sorry. but I hope well, it gave really, you some things this is where we are. to think about. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know where to find the niggas, but I do know that you don't need to be talking about this like this. Okay? God bless you. Okay. That's all I know. Because you can <laughs> find it. What's, that, what, what's one of my favorite internet videos? Okay, Miss Mama came in on that purple dress and said, where the hood niggas at? Where the hood niggas at? <laughs> they everywhere. <laughs> they the everywhere. world is rife with niggas. Okay. <laughs> with, okay. Rife, rife and rife and musty. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we love them, though. All right. So... <laughs> So yes, I hope that's helpful. Please, please feel free to write in, and um, you know, if you want to expound, you know, if you want to keep us updated on what's going on, how you felt about what we said, we'd love to hear it. Continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail dot com. We gonna hop into the self care. Bang. I deserve. So I have two self-cares this week, oh, actually. Both very on. simple. Two self-cares. But both that just added to my life this week, mm. and they were great. Um, the first, I took an evening nap. Now, oh. you know I'm not a napper. I took an evening nap. One of those naps where you wake up confused about what time it is. Mm. And it was everything that I needed. Also known as and I know niggas usually be like, oh, it just you know like it's gonna throw off my sleep. It's gonna mess me up for the rest of the night, and it did. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) at that six thirty or whatever time that I laid down, I and I slept and I woke up. I think at like nine fifty seven. So it was one of those where I was like, what what's five a.m. And it was not five a.m. But I but it I needed. All of those hours of sleep that I got. Well, go ahead. And I woke uh, up to some nap. really interesting public access um, television. Um, oh. And then 
the second one was so this is self-care because so last year year before last Tristan bought me a beautiful bike for our anniversary mm-hmm. and it's gorgeous and it hangs in my apartment <laughs> and so you know I keep saying I'm gonna be more diligent about riding this bike like he got it's light it's easy for me to maneuver it's got a basket on it I got the big booty seat you All know right. what I'm saying so it was Very comfortable important. you know what I'm saying it's not that little baby ass seat fuck you soul cycle <laughs> um it's not that baby ass bony vagina seat that they have <laughs> like it's fits good for me and I said I need to ride this bike more and I don't because I don't trust my mm. fellow drivers out here. I because see how you, you niggas are, do you me when I'm in a vehicle. Them. Exactly. You are one of the you are one of I them. am, but I will tell you that I do try to be very mindful and respectful of bikers. Fair. Bicyclists. Bicyclists. Uh, when I'm <laughs> cyclists when I'm driving because I see how other drivers do things that can really fuck you up, like double parking in a bike lane and then you got somebody on a bike who got to go around and then they squeezed in between two cars and it's just like it's so i try not to be that person right and so it also gives me great trepidation to ride my bike because i know how you niggas drive all right like my neighborhood everybody drives like they still in the middle of jamaica you know what i'm saying or you know they do it's you know mexico it's lawless and i'm not being is whatever <laughs> nigga y'all if you've been to mexico you know they drive lawless if you've been in jamaica you know they drive lawless too <laughs> so that's how they drive in my neighborhood and so i have to be very mindful so it gave me great trepidation to get on this bike and tristan was like let's go bike riding i said okay mm-hmm. <sighs> And I got on that bike and it was good. Okay. We said we were going to ride to the park, but we ended up riding to go get breakfast. And we all three rode together. Oh, look you at know, this. It took Y'all me are about such like, hipsters. We, I know, man. <laughs> you know, that's also very Caribbean, though. You know, Caribbeans Aww. ride bikes. So all three of us got on our bikes and rode down to the cafe and ate breakfast. And then we all rode back together. And it was just, it was nice. And then it also was a good just like starting to get me into a flow of getting more comfortable pulling my bike down getting on my bike which also will probably save me a lot of money in lifts and ubers so well not ubers since they suspended my account but wait a second they've been suspended for like six months now with no explanation it's crazy i don't know but so I lifts all mm. the lifts that I spent. I had one lift driver I got and he goes you spend a lot of money with lift I said yes I do thank you very much so make sure I have a pleasant I mean, ride what, I mean what's it to you right <laughs> I was like what I think he was saying like thank you but also that don't have nothing it's to like, do with well, you I mean, well, like what you, you getting this ride what <laughs> I was, and I then I had to ask him I said it shows all your history of your lift rides I was like you in my business okay sir you spend a lot of money with lifts. Um, so in order to keep niggas from telling me that I spent a lot of money with lifts, I'm, you know, it'll probably be good for me to get on my bike um, a little bit more. And so it was nice to be able, it was nice to be with the family and it was nice to be able to like, you know, get my feet wet a little bit again with it. Sometimes you just got to do things that make you uncomfortable so you can get comfortable again. But what's your self-care? I really don't, um... Okay, I'll say this. Have one. I was gonna say I was over here. Like I haven't really left my house. Uh, um, I haven't really done much. I've just sort of been here, sort of focusing on getting better. Um, 
Which is self-care. But I do think that uh, I did remember it was time for me to um, schedule my quarterly meeting with my financial advisor. I'm going to also, you know, which reminded me that I also need to do make some updates to my estate plan. So, you know, there's things that I have been sort of thinking about doing as far as self-care and sort of making some plans to do. But I did make my appointment. That was something that I needed to do this week and I did get that done. So, yes, um, that's my self-care. I've, I'm sort of getting my financial house in order for the for the I next quarter of the year. Amen. I love that. You know what? Sometimes that's what it be. That just reminded me. Shout out. I know we're not in a shout out, but I just want to shout her out. Jessica Rose. She's a um, she does like mom content. OK. Uh, on social sh- videos and things like that. She's a content creator specifically around kind of like baby daddy and mom content. It's really funny. Um, but she also posts little tidbits, you know, of her interactions with her daughter she posted a screenshot of their text message exchange. Oh, gosh. Um, it was beautiful, though. And one thing that she does, so she does a thing with her daughter uh, called Thorns and Roses. Mm-hmm. And I guess each day they talk about what their thorns and their roses were for mm-hmm. the day. Um, and so her daughter, who's only about nine, responds and she's like, I'm, you know, she was with her dad. So she's like, I love you. You know, do you want to do thorns and roses over text messages? She's like, let's do thorns and roses. She's like, mommy's thorns is that or uh, mommy's thorns is that she missed you. And her roses is that she did her taxes and like got some 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 things done that needed to get done. And her daughter responds and she goes, my thorns, my roses is that um, I get to see you tomorrow. And my thorn is that I missed you. And I just as you said that, I was like, that is just the the sweetest thing in the world. And I was like, you know, we can apply that as adults too. Thorns and roses for the day. I think that's a beautiful because you just reminded me of that. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right? It just ate me right on up. Ate me right on up when I saw it. I said, I got to practice this with Noah. We got to do oh, some thorns geez. and roses. Phew, man. We've got to do some thorns and roses. So oh, man. shout out to you, Jessica Rose. You are doing a beautiful job. You're doing a beautiful job and you are, um, you know, sending inspiration out here to, to a lot of us. So shout out to you. Shout out. Yes. But, you know, let's get negative real quick. Hop on into these petty beefs. Yep. <laughs> that was quick. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey, honey let's honey. get negative. I want to get physical, <laughs> physical. I want to get physical. Okay, let's get negative. Mm-hmm. Um, my petty peeve this week. So, whew, man. I, I found out while we were recording that many of the airlines have lifted what? their mask mandates. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because of that raggedy ass Florida <sighs> governor or whatever, because of their man, they are now a lot of the airlines have lifted Delta, oh. American, United, bunch of them. I don't understand so, any of this. I'm really irritated behind that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you even know how science works and people are going to be coughing their breath, projecting it forward spikes are happening again you know what i'm saying and i understand this is like the world we live in there's going to be spikes flu season wah 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 
Yeah, we're still not out of the woods. And y'all are moving as if we are. But what irritates me about this even more so is like, okay, I'll, I'll do whatever I can try to do to protect myself. I can't stress myself to death about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But there are people out here who are spatially challenged, is what I like to say. They're not aware of their surroundings. When they walk, they move backwards. They just move around in a very thoughtless and lawless and careless way. And they're constantly bumping you or touching you. Um, and it is infuriating. And now they've lifted these mass mandates on these airplanes where there's already not enough space. And then you add the people who are spatially challenged on top of that. Ugh! It's about to get ghetto, ladies and gentlemen. Um, my petty peeve was just originally going to be people who are spatially challenged because mm -hmm. I've been dealing with some spatially challenged people who really just, like, they don't even think to look when they back up. They don't even think about where their elbow is getting ready to go when they fling it out. Like, they don't think about none of those things. And it just baffles me how you are not aware of your surroundings enough to not be doing all of that. So now you don't add these mask mandates in here with it. And it's just, I need to go do some breathing exercises. What's your petty That's piece? very, very <laughs> disheartening. And I'm not really right. sure how to wrap my brain around that in this moment. Um, my petty peeve is really quite petty. Um, and it's just that I've noticed something and I don't know, I think, you know, we've all sort of experiencing and witnessing this transition that Instagram is in that's like prioritizing reels and video content over like static photos. And it sort of drives people to just sort of create content to try to keep up as opposed to sort of thinking thoughtfully um, mm -hmm. or intentionally about like what what they what they want to post and so i feel like a lot of the things that and i mean this is gonna sound real bougie and uppity and i'm not really that girl but i'm going somewhere where i land i think you're going to be like okay i'm saying that i'm feeling like that there's this rush there's we just gotta get in this and this um fran used this word the other day this like uh what is it like a panic or like a desperation around, around mm -hmm. um, like, Oh man, I just got to get something up on the socials. The yeah. quality is going down. Right. And I, I have yesterday, I got in a rabbit hole around Easter, Easter fits, you know, people love to post their Easter fits. And I saw so many get ready with me videos that featured ill fitting clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like you taking all of the, Oomph. like your like it loses all of this is we lose the excitement about the outfit if it if it don't fit you beloved or like you know it's wrinkled or something like things that yeah. th you know what i'm saying like and i'm yeah. not shaming anybody's body that's not or you know i'm just saying i'm saying like i'm a person that's always attentive to detail in a certain way and so uh, I'm, I take notice of, of things and I'm not I don't want anyone to obsess about it. But I'm just like the petty part of me is like, I just want y'all <laughs> and you get ready with me to at the very least make sure that the clothes fit you. 
I see. I will never be a get ready with me girl because I don't. I have an aversion to the iron, so <laughs> it's just not my ministry for me to be sitting up here like, come on, y'all, let's slap on this chapsticks and chapsticks. put on some and, and put on these eyebrows and this deodorant and button up this wrinkled shirt and we're dressed. Like I just nobody cares about that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, I'm not coming for anyone specifically. I just notice it in like you know, <clears throat> fit. It is proportion. It is a rush to just be able just, to post. You know, I just, these little details. I just kink are being missed. Everyone's like, oh, we got to get you got to get something up, and it's just like, well, I want us to put our best faces forward all the time. And I'm just yeah. being petty. Allow me. You know what I'm saying. Oh, it's your space. I'm just being a little petty. I still love everybody. I I want us all to. I mean, listen. I I can only look at about. I can only look at so many pictures of your eyeballs, like (laughs) of some of you who just y'all have to post, and so it's all these variations of you and your camera and your eyeballs (laughs) and your elbows and whatever other. Um, ex- exotic pose you think you're doing. <laughs> There's only so much of it. I don't want to look at another nigga looking down at their feet. I'm going to tell you that. I know that I can't stop it, but I don't want to. <laughs> Why is y'all looking at your feet? What is down there? Yes. Please tell me. Yes. I'm, I'm, st- I'm looking. You want me to look at the tips of your shoes? Because that's all I'm paying attention to. You looking down at your feet, I'm looking down to. Down, 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 baby. Down, down the roller coaster. All right. I think we're just tired of social media. I do right too. Now. I think I break it's the foot. But we love y'all and we appreciate we you do, for listening for to Getting Grown. Thanks again yes. to Tosh, our amazing guest at the kitchen mm. table, for joining us, dropping so many gems. Uh, all of her contact information will be in the description box. Please support her and her programming and her endeavors. Um, and go ahead and be a super follower over there on her Twitter. That'll be dope. Yes, um, go support. For, for sure. But yeah, in the meantime, in between time, sis, tell them what to do. Make sure you're minding that business. That's right. That is yours. Keep looking down at those feet. <laughs> See where they're going. Because clearly they're going somewhere. Make sure you are drinking your water, hydrating the inside of your body, (laughs) and uh, also moisturizing your mind as well because that's so important. And while you're moisturizing your internals, you want to make sure that you're hitting those externals as well. For sure. Why, sister? Because your black will crack if it's dry and in my business. Love y'all. Okay. We're looking down at your feet. Bye. (laughs) 